0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure. Run fast on raw dog products. Channel ninety nine.
1: Let's get down to it, boppers. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, buddies, it's the Run Face show on a Friday off in the horizon, the New York Comedy Festival. We're a buzz around here with it. A lot of comedians are going to be coming to town, stopping by here, including one of those contests to figure out the funniest person in New York. And I know this for a fact, one of our Highlander Final Fives is in the contest, Big Joe List. Ow! Love it. Um, boy, this would have to be tough if you find yourself in a contest and the guy's already done Letterman. I mean like, huh, but I can't I thought i I thought I'd have a chance to, <laughs> uh, so yeah, everything's uh, ramping up for that. We'll get more into it next week, but should be a big deal. also, the buzz in the halls, uh, and this is up on the InteraBank today, a Sirius xM sports personality is apparently having a tryst with a freshman Notre Dame football player. Now, I don't know all the details, so let's go to sports gossip with Chris Stanley.
2: Justin Brent, freshman wide receiver for Notre Dame, just posted a picture to social media of him with SiriusXM host of Fancy Sports, Lisa Ann. Way to go,
1: Lisa Ann. Ow!
2: Yeah. You redshirted uh, this freshman. Oh, yeah. And she was also spied... They were spied together at a, uh, a New York Knicks game. How do
1: you know all this news? <laughs> How do you know who's where? Are you jumping around?
2: I'm jumping around on my, on my own way. Um, Just from the X M halls.
1: Now, What's up? I don't think that this is anything that Notre Dame can get upset with, right? I mean, he's an adult. Yeah. She may be older, but we have a cutoff age, right? Yeah. She's how old?
2: I believe she's uh, late 30s, early 40s. Okay. And he's 18, 19. Yeah, he's he's a youngster.
1: Now, we do have a a cutoff here of 18. This is legal. Yeah, it's
2: legal. You have to come up with legal. You have to say, here's where it's legal. She's 42. He's 18. It's legal. It's technically, it's fine. It's the graduate,
1: and I was humming the Mrs. Robinson song.
3: But didn't Gronk get in trouble when he let that other porn star wear his jersey in a picture? So, and I don't even think there was implied trouble with who? The NFL. Didn't they find him? Why would they find somebody for.
2: Cause she was, no, they find him because she was wearing his jersey. He was with some uh, porn star called BB Jones, if I uh, remember you correctly. You can't
1: give his jersey to someone.
2: They I think put in her. I saw me and jer- Joe throw that to a kid for a coke. <laughs> that kid wasn't a porn star. He wasn't getting gang bang.
1: All right, so you're not allowed to hang out with porn stars if you're in the NFL. Sounds like they're kid. people. I know this isn't an illegal thing. They're not drug dealers. They're not bookies. Everything they do is legal. They're actors and actresses. They work in the sex industry.
2: Yeah, here, here's the picture that Gronk uh, got. In trouble with I don't even remember this story yeah why is she wearing those big dumb granny panties cool well, well she she this chick like likes to just bang athletes uh-huh. that's the word in the street
1: again that's none of our it yeah I that's don't care. to adults good for gronk. now this I would actually think would be a non-story if the kid hadn't put up the bedroom
2: picture oh yeah And she's got some bedroom eyes on her. All right, when's Lisa Ann's show? Monday's at 10. I'll be listening, dude. I'll be locked in
1: to see how she handles this one. (laughs) Who should I sit or start, Lisa? (laughs) You think Cutler's going to have a good game this week? I got a good feeling about a young guy out of Notre Dame. (laughs) I think it's, um, you know... I think it's like a college thing to do, correct? I mean,
2: Sure. I mean, she's a ridiculously popular porn star. She's the
1: Sarah Palin one, right? Who's Nailin Palin? That was a really, really funny bit. Um, Stuart Smith said, Yeah, they wouldn't look uh, hypocritical getting upset about one of their football players having consensual sex. That is true. This is a step up for that program.
2: (laughs) Or her even existing.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. They've been known to have fantasy uh, kids, which Jerry Barkin tells me that that girlfriend still exists somewhere. He He's walking around with a shovel hoping to dig
2: up her grave. That would be a crazy exclusive for the Barkman. Boy, did Manti-Tail fall off the fucking face of the earth, huh? Um,
1: well, no, he's actually
2: playing, right? I think he it was, it was He's injured. hurt again. He was injured for the Chargers. I mean, he's there. But really, I want more crazy things to come out about him after the Yeah, he's,
1: he's settled down. and I mean, he's not a rock star, that's for sure. But I think he is getting some time. Well, he's playing enough to get hurt. Um, do you watch any of the uh, Bronco game last night? Oh,
2: yeah. I was locked into that.
1: That team with the defense gets a little spooky now. And yet... Weren't they a lock to win last year's Super Bowl? I mean, you can't... If you had to sit around, you're like, these guys are a lock. But I remember us saying that last year.
2: Well, last year he broke every record. Every offensive record. He had the best offensive uh, stats ever in the NFL. He destroyed everything. The guy's got three number one wide receivers. He's got the best tight end. But if they go up against a fucking badass defense, they fell apart.
1: They it's, sure did last year. I mean, it was fucking it was They sure were an embarrassment ridiculous. in that Super Bowl last year. Hey, this is Charlie. You're on the Run Fest show. Charlie in Jersey. Do we have phone problems?
4: Can you hear me? Can you hear me, sir?
1: Now we got
4: you. Okay. We, uh, were, we were typing instead of uh, running the board. Sorry. I met uh, Lisa Ann in Springfield, Virginia, and I have uh, terrible news. Uh, she's a Cowboy fan.
1: No, how could anyone do that to themselves? I'm sorry. Oh, Weird. now do you see uh, Lisa Ra- Ann around the halls?
2: Yeah, I'll see her around the halls late night. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I uh, I've actually seen her a bunch of times. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, like every time I go, like, oh, hey, there's Lisa Ann. You're hey. very excited
3: for you, right? <laughs> hey, I jerked off to you. All right, co- come well, on. She's no, a no,
2: coworker. Respect, co worker. I give this tape to HR. Oh, it's it's going. It's already on its way. <laughs> no,
3: no, I, I, I only
2: thought it. I was just going to tell HR to sit in here because the <laughs> amount of
1: inappropriate stuff that takes place.
2: And, you know, Lisa Ann, she says she's the most popular porn star in the world on her Twitter account. I mean, I know she's incredibly popular. The Palin thing just put her over crossover huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if you can do funny at the same time of anything else. By the way, um... Uh... I just got this. Did you hear my thing got off? Yeah. Um... This is from Eastside Dave. You're the funniest person in New York. Because I said the funniest person in New York. And then he puts... Th- that contest is going down. Then he puts, hashtag Bennington, face to the bitches who don't wreck.
2: Let's see, it's noon on a Friday.
1: <laughs> Enjoy. That's what I say. You're doing morning radio. You're done for the day. Enjoy. Because I remember when I did morning radio, uh, Friday at 10 did feel like the start of a three-day weekend.
2: Every fucking week. That would be weird to be done at 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Why wouldn't I fucking get a couple cocktails? It's Friday, baby. I got no work. You do
1: that during this show when you're working. Send this to HR, Shelby. No! No! Send everything to HR. Nothing about me.
3: I'll just will just copy that and then say no. This is gonna ha- that same comment's gonna happen every day.
1: I um I stopped by the uh, place where the Ebola was found. I went down there this morning. I've been working on oh my god uh, a cure. What is it? Right now I'm using E. coli.
5: E. coli. What was that commercial about, Fez? That was um, an asthma medicine. Really? What? I can't remember. I thought it was like, like a little fucking breath mint of some type. Uh, Jason, you're
1: on the running for the show.
6: Hey, morning, Ryan, Fez. Yeah. Or ghost hunter, or whatever
5: you
6: are. Uh, hey, Fez, uh, you said uh, a man is injured. He's injured,
5: how Fez? You know if you're not, yeah. How do you know that if you're not watching the NFL this year? Oh, shit! He's always hurt. He was he's he started. HR! HR!
2: Did not go to HR over Send this. It. He lied to us. Yeah, how do you
1: keep it up on the news there, Fezzi Bear? Oh, I know. Watching every fucking game.
2: Fucking, He's got red zone going on in his brain all the time. I
1: always text him during a Bucks game going, you believe this shit?
2: <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I yeah, I do. Game. I mean, no, no, I don't.
1: No. <laughs> it's honestly what he does. And I don't know why he gave up football this year. But I have to say this. Not a bad year
2: to do it. Because it's just Dullsville There's no team... And besides the Broncos, I guess, coming out strong. And are you excited about the Broncos again? No, because you know it's going to fucking
1: end badly for them. Here's my problem with the Broncos. If they win, that's yet another single winner in this decade. I need a team of the decade. We're going to be halfway through without any signs of a team of the decade.
2: It ain't the Seahawks. They've just fallen apart. I mean, they lost to the Rams. You know
1: Why? What? Russell Wilson ain't black enough. Why don't
2: you black it up a little bit, Russ?
1: That's what I, uh, do me a favor, send that to HR. Oh, got it. people how to black stuff up. This is, looks really bad. Ain't I black enough for you? Um, here's uh, J-Bone. You're on the run of Fez show.
7: Hey, Ryan, did you see after the game last night, Peyton's all pissed because the crowd was too loud when he's on the field, and it's because they were playing jump around. I think Gurion must have been there. He
1: actually <laughs> talked about it in his fucking in the post. He's He says like this, I got to talk to the scoreboard man. I don't want them showing stuff about that. But he's got a point. You don't fire up the thing when your guy's out on the field. He had to t- actually had to take a timeout. T- That's get- why... We have a home field advantage. So the fucking crowd doesn't fuck with the quarterback. He had them train.
3: They do that in all sports. Like in that playoff game, there's like, I think it was the Blazers' last game where they had the buzzer beater to win the game. Right before the ref hands in the ball, they're blasting music. Just let the crowd pump everybody up.
1: Because the crowd won't do it on their own because they're a cool. bunch of fucking corporate nobodies. Sure. They don't live and die with their team. They're not fucking desperate, lower-income people who just need the team to win. They're guys that are there to to try to close a deal. Yeah, they don't need a distraction of sports. Joey in New Rochelle.
6: Ronnie, what's up?
1: Hey.
6: I, uh, I hate to correct you, but none of those ham and eggers are ever going to correct you, so it's not E. coli. It's Recola the breath man.
1: You are correct, sir. Big-ass prize closet. I don't even feel like that should have gotten all right, all right. It's too sad. I'll send it to HR and see if they can do anything with it. I go, I don't think there's anything here, but just see.
2: Investigate.
1: Shelby, um, wrap up an old sock of yours and send it to him like you normally do with the winners. Have we
2: worked out the winning... People getting their stuff properly. Yes, and the, and the, things are now packaged so that no, they don't get screwed up.
1: Right, people are writing to me. Where can I see this porn star on the iBank? What's the, what's the the headline there, Chris?
2: Sirius XM fantasy sports host caught in bed with Notre Dame freshman. Mm, caught in bed. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> this is a Chris Stanley story. Yes, this this is for me.
1: But why would you put caught in bed when they, when you're caught, you should be caught by someone else. They put out the picture of themselves.
2: I mean, technically it is a selfie. Technically. But it's, it seems like this is surprising. I mean, not? This, I'm
1: just glad that you didn't write interracial. Because I would have to send that to HR.
2: <laughs> I've i got enough stuff being sent to HR. I don't need anything else.
1: Why did our phones just explode? We must have said something really fucking wrong there. Shelby checks on that, would you? All right. I'm sure this is Davy Max. Oh, no. (laughs) He's having a hell of a day. Then he writes, Beer tasting Fridays is gonna kills me, but I love it so. He's got a big show down there. What's the name of it? Uh,
2: Carl and Dave in the morning on the rat.
1: They have. I thought they had like a rat tail or something like that. Like a big tie-in. I'll take a look. Yeah. Oh, this was all the reco late people's? Is that what we're dealing with, Shelby?
2: It's the morning rat race with Carl and Dave.
1: I know they had a name like that. And Gots. I got to get some.
2: That's what he says every time, no matter, no matter what they say to him.
1: And they go like this. You want some breakfast today, Gots? Gots too. I like Good the answer. morning rat race, too, because, you know, it's like a rat race when you're going to work.
2: Exactly. I'm in my car. Yeah. I'm like, shit.
1: We already got a recall-eye winner, Shelby. Thank you to everybody who called in. Am I black enough for you?
2: Oh boy, he's going to have his mind here today. <laughs> he's lit. But there's nothing wrong with that. No. Mm-mm-mm.
1: Yes, Rikali, recall Rikali. Recall Rikali. Alright, there's a photo up on Twitter about Chris Stanley and your political stuff. You're running for town council?
2: I haven't heard about this.
1: That's what it says. (laughs) (sighs) Chris Stanley, town council. I didn't want you guys to know about a
2: moonlight. And I guess
1: that's a picture of a centaur? That's an elephant. An el- part elephant, part man. It still looks, it still looks like just an. Holy elephant. shit! Elephant centaurs
2: That'll be sick. Dave is just, just going off, just fucking. Uh,
1: team of the decade. This is from Davy Mack. Will be Eli get the job done, Manning?
2: I could see them going on a four fucking Super Bowl run.
1: Even on text, he's talking more than anyone else around here. Am I black enough for you? Now that's stuck in my fucking head. I love that song. Um, Rocky, here on the Rana show.
7: Hey, um, I don't know if you guys watched Tosh.0, but the other night they had... Remember that internet guy who was saying they're raping everybody out here? Well, he was gay, and now he's saying he's not gay anymore, making it a choice, not a something you're born with
1: you're not you're not going to fucking pull us all into this.
7: Uh, look
6: up the clip, man. He said he's got a girlfriend, he's not gay anymore.
1: Look, if we're going to be very honest about this, it would have to be a choice. It would have to be because
2: Chris, you like getting blown, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone does. And you like getting jerked off. Am <laughs> yes. I right? Yes, everyone likes getting a nice handy.
1: Now, the fact that you don't get that from a guy, somebody had to implant that into your head at a very young age, or you wouldn't even think about it.
2: I mean, like, right, like the mouth's a mouth, technically, and a hand's a hand.
1: You wouldn't think about it. Something <laughs> feels good. Let me just say, Chris Stanley's impulses lead him... To immediate satisfaction no matter what.
2: That's what I like.
1: So the fact that Chris isn't at least bi is because someone put that into his head at an early age. That's the only reason.
2: Made the choice. To prefer women.
1: In a way, it's not even like made the choice, because you almost got brainwashed. Right, them, Just yeah. like I was brainwashed when I was a kid. Fez was brainwashed, but then switched his brainwashing at a later age. You know, but if he was born that way, he would have felt like, oh, this is something I will do, but because he was re- raised in a religious household, he thought, well, this is something I'll never do. Until he got Adult <laughs> Davey Mack right. Mac on Beers Friday. Right. Beer Tasting Friday. There's no I Oh love, God, this is a whole paragraph.
2: Oh, really? He's really going off.
1: Okay, last text. <laughs> the Pride of America Uh Philly's own Moni Davis cleared of NCAA infractions for doing a car commercial. They're giving her a waiver. Fuck them. That girl rules, hashtag Beddington. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Monia Davis is getting tied
1: into it. I didn't know that uh, she did a car commercial somewhere at age 12. Yeah. It's four years until I can drive a car, but I think they're bitching. Uh, here's a piece up on the entire bag. This is my favorite thing in the world. This is a tour guide in San Francisco on her last day. Uh, she's working like Chris Stanley, got a whiskey bottle in her hand, and just fucking faces. Chinatown Just puts Chinatown on blast. Take a listen to this.
8: All these people walking down the street every day. I can't even get home at night. Fuck your preschools and your little preschoolers making all that noise at 6 in the morning when I was trying to live here. Fuck your salons. Fuck your little herb gardens. Fuck your little seafood fucking markets with your turtles and your frogs inside. Okay, Okay, when you come to America, you got to assimilate a little bit. And here in America, we don't eat turtles and frogs. Yeah.
1: Okay? But they gotta, They got to... Stop it for a second. She's a tour guide. This is on a double-decker tour with tourists. And this is the tour
2: she's giving. Uh, what's it up on the eye bang, under, Chris? Drunk San Francisco tour guide does not like Chinatown.
8: They got to bring that here to to America, okay? There's a limit, okay? Don't ass, you got to assimilate a little bit, Chinatown. Fuck your laundry hanging out the windows. Fuck your three or four people inside each one of your little SROs, okay? Fuck your noise. Fuck your parades. Fuck your dragons. Fuck this shit. Fuck Chinatown, okay? Fuck them. All right? <laughs> Okay, but I want you guys to know your yeah, yeah, horse tail and your fucking sing. No. Fuck your little.
1: Wait, let's put it back up again. I like this part too.
8: Okay. Fuck your little hair salons where nobody in there knows how to fucking speak English. Fuck this bullshit. Fuck your Chinatown gates. Fuck your little BART stop that you're building here, which is fucking up traffic for the entire neighborhood, okay? Fuck your Chinatown gates. Fuck your jade. Nobody wears jade anymore. Fuck your knock-off-ass purses and your knock-off-ass uh, fucking suitcases and your t-shirts. Fuck you. Fuck you, Chinatown. <laughs> Alright.
1: That Not is only- so... Fucking funny. And some people are seeing it as racist. But I do not see it as racist at all. I see it as last day on the job.
2: Yeah, this, I'm done with this fucking being a tour guide to <laughs> a bunch of assholes and fuck going to San Francisco who'd go on a bus to fucking hear about the city.
1: Come on, You would never get on a bus? I, I don't think so. No, I wouldn't get on a bus. But see, no. here's the thing. If you've never been to New York before, right? Yeah. The only way you're going to see all the sites that people are gonna ask you about, Brooklyn Bridge, uh you know, the the Statue of Liberty, but the only way you're gonna do that is to get on the bus and it's two hours and then you can say to people, Yeah, I saw it. I get that you don't wanna spend all your time on the bus. Yeah. But it's two hours, and you get to say, yeah, I saw Harlem from the top of a
2: bus. I'd only want to do it if she was the tour guide.
1: I think it's not a bad idea to jump on one of those tours and see the things and then later decide what you want to go to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you get to a town that you don't know, you know, like if you suddenly end up somewhere you don't know... This is the only way that you get your picture taken in front of the things that your fucking cousins are going to ask you about. Fez, you see her as being racist?
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just going through a neighborhood she doesn't like and incriminating all the people in it. But she lived in that neighborhood. And she said she fucking hated it.
1: I think it's seen as the beginning of do the right thing. (laughs) Does she... That was one of my favorite scenes where each ethnic group just showed who they were prejudiced against. Uh, and the fact that she's a black chick is really fucking amazing.
2: I love the bottle in her hand. That's perfect.
1: Um, Craig, you're on the Runa Fed show.
2: Hey,
6: Rodney, a couple things. That little girl in the, uh, the baseball player, uh, that was during the World Series, first commercial, Chevy, Chevy commercial. And she's already been offered a scholarship to play basketball at UConn. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't sign this scholarship. Been offered it, but check out the girl on the tour bus holding the fucking forty ounce beer, drunk off her fucking ass, just a yelling.
1: Yeah, she's great, man. I love her. Uh, Bill, Bill in Boston, you're on the run of Fed's show.
6: Hey, Fed, so, uh, how do you think you'd do as a tour guide? Would that be fun for you?
5: I would probably have to get that drunk to do it. Why? I I'd, I'd be you know just um, car sick.
1: You've been on the top of the thing? Yeah. I me and you did it one night in the rain coming back down because we rent these buses when we do the shows uptown. And me and Fez, after the Metallica show, got on top of it. We're the only guys up there riding in the rain. Nice. And it was a fucking blast. It sounds fucking fun. It was really fucking fun being rained on on a. Uh, because it was that hot show, it was Metallica for like two and oh, yeah. a half hours. You soaked, yeah. Anyway. And then we rode all the way downtown in the rain. It was fucking amazing. Did you smoke up there? Yeah, I was smoking my ass off in nice. the rain, smoking a cigar. That's great. Yeah, felt like Billy Joel when he ro- only rode his motorcycle in the rain. No, I love that chick. I think she's great. I think I would be so happy to be on that tour. I would love to start a tour called Breakdown Tours, <laughs> where you just fucking put lunatic people on top of tour
2: buses and let them yell shit. Treat every day like it's your last day at work. I'd
3: like, I like some facts, one. though, like in between the races. I'm like, how, when was that fountain built or something?
1: Can I tell you, though? I know this for a fact, because I walked past... Uh, when I walk home, I'll go through the park and I'll hear those guys on the horses talking dog shit to people. They don't know this fucking city at all. And I see them pointing at wrong buildings. I saw them pointing on the east side saying John Lennon was shot there. Oh my God. And I fucking yelled out. I go, don't listen to that fucking jockey. He got shot on the other side of town. <laughs> By the way, you ever see how short those rides are? Oh yeah. 40 bucks. I can't. Forty bucks, I and you could walk it. You could fucking walk it. I know, without smelling horse ass. They have a fucking basket right next to the horse's asshole, so the fucking wh- it's just piling up yeah. and then breathing back into people.
2: Yeah, it's like it's just like it's a shit bucket.
1: <laughs> but if you see it like in a movie, you're like, oh, look how romantic that looks. They're out a horse-drawn carriage in Central Park, but it doesn't occur to you. It's seven
2: minutes. It seems classy. It's just a fucking scam.
1: My idea is to have a tour of New York City, but by roller coaster. So you're just fucking whipping through. You're screaming. Oh, that's awesome. You're trying to listen as the guy's pointing and stuff. <laughs> is that the fucking tunnel we're going to crush into?
2: Let's start building it. The second Avenue Subway is almost done. This shouldn't take that long.
1: There's a uh, tour, I believe, of just uh, Sex in the City stuff where the women come and they take a tour and they see where all the Sex in the City took place.
2: Oh my That's weird.
1: I'd love to be a tour guide. Because you're doing fucking material, you're outside, you're having fun.
2: I was a tour guide at SUNY Purchase. I was the worst one, but I, I they, they had me fucking take around groups of kids. I can't imagine you doing it. Oh, bad. It was bad.
3: That's yeah, the library. Nobody really goes there. Uh, the cafeteria, the food sucks. Well, the, what's it called, the cafeteria?
2: Either you go to the hub where you can... Was it a cafeteria or a cafetorium? It was the hub and the dining hall. Um, and that's the dance building to your left. Hey, Tom, what's up, buddy?
7: Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Um, didn't know if you heard the uh, shots that were taken at Pepperd this morning on the OP radio show.
1: Well, what, what was happening? What happened?
7: Um, well, basically, um, Opie was eating uh, cockroaches off of his eggs, and he asked if that was a piece of poo or a piece of pepper. And Norton said that that's what they ask every morning in the uh, Ron and Fez Show. Oh! oh shit! What the
2: fuck?
1: Send that to no, HR. Send that to HR immediately. Oh, this is looking really bad now. This... That would be to protect you, you idiot. You never even realized you could be the victim at some point. <laughs> that's fucking funny, though. That's what they asked every day of the Run and Fez show. Uh T J you're on the Run and Fez show.
7: How's it going, guys? Um, I just wanted to say this lady uh, obviously can't be racist because later on in the video, she actually talks about how uh, Chinatown in L.A., where she's from apparently, uh, is much nicer and cleaner and the Chinese people are much just better people.
1: It's her last day at work. She fucking just ripping everybody. She doesn't give a shit. That's all. And it's amazing. It's freedom. It's really fucking funny. And <laughs> it just if you take it from the idea that it's her last day at work and she just don't give a shit. And if I was Chinese, I'd be rolling on the ground laughing. I love her. I would hate to live down in the village where the fucking buses go through so slow because they have those tight streets. Yeah. And then the people look down on you like you're a fucking zoo animal. And like, oh, look what they do down here. Native New Yorkers. Oh. I guess they fucking sit on their stoop and drink coffee. Pieces of garbage. <laughs> here, here's some stuff to throw at them. The Sex in the City lady. I can't think of her name. I think it's Horseface McGee. But she got in big trouble uh, with all of her neighbors because she's got a new shoe line. um. And they're just metal shoes that I guess you nail to the bottom of your feet. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, it's, they, she says it's, it looks like it hurts, but it don't, because they don't have nerves
2: there. I'll take her word for so it.
1: So she did not. She did a photo shoot without getting a permit, and the people were mad. And they already don't like her in that neighborhood, because the sex in the city crowd stand, stand in front of the houses. Taking pictures.
2: I'd be so pissed if there's just people constantly taking the front picture of my, the front of my house. I
5: live a street away from there? Yeah, there's people there every time I walk down Perry Street. And everybody hates her there? Um, well, I think the people who own the house that was used for the facade in Sex in the City, they despise her. They've put up a big chain so that people stay off of their steps. Because everyone wants a photo.
1: Guess what? I can't feel fucking sorry for rich people. I'm sorry. You own a fucking townhouse in the village. One that was used in a goddamn TV show and a movie. And now I'm supposed to feel sorry for you? And you either uh, rented that out to the movie company oh, yeah. for big money, or else bought it knowing exactly what it was. Dude, you know what we should start? This would be a fucking great. We could start the Woody Allen tours. Oh, my God. I could walk people around my neighborhood and do, show fucking Woody Allen scenes. People love that. I don't oh, know. That's, that's Old people? People like what? Fucking Woody Allen. Not young people, though. Where am I going to suppose get some of that tour demo at? <laughs> um. Here is um. Baldy. Baldy, you're on the Ron fest show.
6: Hey, just in response to that uh, call I before about Antoine Dawson saying he's no longer gay, if you did
7: watch that YouTube video, he could say what he wants. He's still very, very gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: Well, that, that also would make it a choice. I think Fez would agree that um, a lot of people who are gay don't act
5: on it. No, I have to agree with that.
1: But I mean, like, even people that are gay have... You know, married a woman, have kids, blah, blah, blah. So how are we saying you're born that way? It's a fucking choice what you do. Why do people want to feel like they have no choice? How did that
2: ever become a positive? I think because people think, oh, it's easier this way. I can't stop myself. I have no power over anything. Why would you want to fucking do something different when someone else told you to?
1: There is nothing duller than someone who wants to be normal. Name anyone... In the fucking world, who you would admire, and not one of them is normal. And you could go out through history. No one's ever like, Julius Caesar, he's just a regular knock-around fella.
2: Middle of the road.
1: (laughs) He was really just one of the pack. Just a suburban mom... Fuck, but there's something that's happened in this country. I'm going to try to fucking fix it. If not, I'm going to cleanse it through Ebola. I'm going to use Ebola to fucking restart this country the way I want to. Just dropping Ebola bombs all over the place? Apparently, they're just blowing Ebola dust in people's face. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, and this guy, yeah, this guy who got the Ebola, he was bowling the night before. Anyone's on the train. What fucking train do you take?
2: I take the end train.
1: Yeah, that's what. That's oh, the one. Oh come
2: on! You couldn't have told me this. Before. I didn't know. It, but I took the fucking end train. I'm sorry. Who the
1: fuck am I? CNN? I'm not fucking calling you with <laughs> text, the news tonight. Text night. Me. You know but I take the N train. I'm, I got my text boxes filled with fucking Davey Mac on Friday Beer Day.
2: I gotta get like a face mask or something. Yeah, I know you do,
1: dude. With that fucking <laughs> grimace. <laughs> Uh, well, we haven't talked to this gentleman in a long time. I gotta go to break, but I'm fucking throwing it all down, so I gotta talk to hard rack Johnny. Hello, boys. Yeah.
7: So, you know, you were talking about Monet Davis a little earlier, so last night at at my work, we're having a very, we had a a large fundraiser for for St. Mary's Hospital out in Queens, great hospital, so we did a a big fundraiser, full building, and, and in the middle of it, just out of nowhere... One Mr. Spike Lee decides to come in and crash the party because he needed to film an interview with Monet Davis. It was kind of the most weirdest, surreal thing ever. Spike, I guess, you know, owns New York. So he decided, I don't care if you're having a party here. I'm coming in and filming an interview. Spike
1: could come into my house and do a fucking interview.
7: You know what? We accommodated. We gave him a nice little spot. And the most surprising thing is that one of my employees who I think you might know. Um, his name is Earl Douglas. Yeah. He pretended to be so unimpressed with Spike Lee walking by him, it, it, I almost fell. I was almost a fainting Earl Douglas goat. He was like, oh, yeah, that's just Spike Lee, where I would have assumed Earl would have fallen all over himself for Spike Lee.
1: Yeah, he doesn't do that for Spike. I saw him and Spike give each other a black man nod before.
7: I, you know, they, there was nothing there. Spike did give me a little handshake, and I, I got a half a bro hug from him.
1: Yeah, I know. He's did he give you a my man? Um, Johnny, where you been you lately? Me, You've been fucking underground.
7: I've been so ugh, work. Work is very busy, but today is a day off. I'm making some sauce, making about a hundred meatballs. It's a nice, good day to cook today. That's today. What what,
1: what's the occasion?
7: um i am you know once a year you got to make the sauce then you take some you eat some you freeze some so you can use it later
1: oh, i don't I don't live that way i'm fresh uh, sauce
7: no, no you got to do big batches and i'm all I'm, I'm feeding a bunch of people on sunday too. So i have a party
1: what are you doing later. watching the giants lose
7: no nah, they're off this week i don't have to worry about that this
1: must be a great week for you then huh
7: this is the best week of the football season. Because, you know your team's not.
1: <laughs> I had that last week. It was fucking fantastic.
7: <laughs> it's it's uh, it is definitely. A I read a time. book <laughs> to watch other people's miserable teams. and think about them being miserable.
1: All right, my brother, man. I All right, take boys. A break. See ya. Peace. Uh, we will take a break. Uh, we'll be back. We've got. Um, Oh, if I don't if I want to get the Gino's picks yet. He's 19 and 9.
2: Yeah, that's hot. That's hot. you got to
1: go over the entire bag for Gino's picks. First of all, um, not only uh, are, are they just dead on, but they're entertaining and funny. It's a whole package see if you can answer. Uh, finish this joke that he set up. There's only two things from Texas. Steers and blank.
5: Um, Republicans. You really don't know that joke? No, I know that joke, but I don't want to say the answer oh, to okay. it. Oh, right. okay. Alright. Uh,
1: okay. We'll break. We'll be right back. Lots coming up. Oh, on mass today at 2 o'clock, Russell Brand. If you want the country overthrown, you're going to love it. If you consider yourself a traditionalist, you might not like it so much.
2: Chris, what did you think of him? Loved him. Loved. Loved Russell Brand. And I was I was smitten with him. He was great.
1: Well, you're Loved wearing a, a T-shirt today that says Hang the Rich. That's right. So that's, that might be part of it. Uh, But that's coming up at 2 o'clock. We'll also get the filtered excellence. Vic Henley is supposed to stop by today. He's one of the five and is always funny. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez
2: show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez. On Ron Dog.
3: Comedy Hit.
2: Channel 99.
7: Brothers, they've got their bemanas. So, why would they bother with earthlings in the drama?
9: <laughs> when we got here, two by two,
7: <laughs> those little green men
9: love the blues. They're
7: unproductive, that they ain't good for nothing. Confrontation over language in a war of disinformation.
9: Maybe they got here too bad, too.
7: One day, those little green men love the blue. They're on the payroll, they get bankroll, they have a good time on your back.
1: Yeah, it's the Ron and Fez show. And Chris, tell me a little bit about that band. I know they're up on Filtered Excellence today.
2: That's School of Pisces. And they have a new uh, five song EP out called Resolve. And that's on iTunes. You can get it on Google Play. You get it on Spotify. Get it everywhere.
1: They're up on the uh, Filtered Excellence. Uh, and, you know, Matt Cullen is on there. He's all about that bass, about that bass,
2: about that bass. He works that bass. What are you doing? New lyrics to that? Oh. This remix. It's a remix.
1: Uh, filtered excellence up on the uh, iBang today, um, as well about as movie cats. Is this you, big cat, putting up movie cats?
5: Um, no, this wasn't me. This was Leslie Coffin.
1: <laughs> okay, um, because I know that. Remember, you ha- you had the cat, and all is what I was going about for that. Cookie. Uh, Cookie was the cat's name. And he was a good one. Uh, Here's Ben in Arizona who called us uh, the other day. He had his first stand-up special. Hey, Ben. How'd it go?
7: Hey, Ron. Uh, You know, it was uh, was probably one of the worst things that's ever happened to me.
1: Wait. The Uh. worst thing that ever happened to you was doing stand-up?
7: Yeah. um, Well, it wasn't just the lack of laughs and whatnot, but... uh, yeah, you know, I called you earlier that day. And, you know, you gave me some great advice. You said, you know, stay funny. You know, no falling off uh, at all. And uh, well, I actually, I actually fell off the stage when I when I was trying to walk down and sprain my foot. So did you do it where the, the audience could see? It was the biggest laugh in my set. The only laugh in my set. And hey. uh, yeah, so, so I couldn't call yesterday, but I was in the ER.
1: It's only up from here, my friend. You know what I'm saying?
7: It better be. It
1: uh, can't not. So. All right. Yeah. First time hey. doing stand up, no laughs, and sprains his ankle. Uh, looking at the filter to excellence, Jerry Lee Lewis coming to town. Chris,
2: love it. You got to see him. I've seen him twice, and he killed it. He's, he's really he's he's, he's
1: seventy nine pl- years old now, though.
2: I know, but I saw him a couple of years ago, at town hall, and then I saw him again at BB King's. He's he's got it. He still has it. It's a great show. Uh,
1: He's going to um, be playing B.B. King's again. Also Buster Poindexter in town. Uh, One of the all-time favorites. Uh, Los Angeles has got Bob Dylan. Daniel Lenoir has uh, a new solo album out. We brought up Resolve by School of Pisces. The book, Dancing with my, Myself, Billy Idol, uh, he stopped by and did an Opie show one day, and I came in right after, and those guys were starstruck. it's weird, just a few months ago, I told you I got into that Billy
2: Idol thing again. Yeah. I'm like, God,
1: why Why was I tough on Billy Idol? This
2: shit's great. I think the wedding singers did a lot for him, too. Like it, people realize they love Billy Idol again. That was fucking 14 years ago. What makes you
1: say things like that? seriously did you did you see Wedding Sing here take a 14 year nap wake up and thought that you could jump into it
3: I think it was the movie big I mean they showed his video in there and they were loving it could have been that hot
6: in the city
1: boy Chris yeah you're fucking you're not fucking rat worthy that's for sure sometimes they say crazy things Um, Joe, you're on the run of Fez show.
6: Hey, Ron, when you uh, set up Fez for a joke and he answers you with a truth
7: bomb, does it really piss you off?
1: I can't say that it does, because I do still feel like it's a joke, but on me. But I don't know why he would think that I would be serious about him putting up cat movies. And the fact that he had the cat and I called him Big Cat. I was very well aware Leslie did this, who, by the way, still nursing a broken toe. Now, she did a piece on cats in movies.
2: Yeah. I never even noticed. Yeah, these are cats with, like, significant roles in the film. Like, the, like, cat. like top cat? No, that's, that's a cartoon. This is a movie, like, cat, The Breakfast at Tiffany's. When she's like, cat? Cat! Cat. Alright, so we do know that you watch Breakfast at oh, Tiffany's. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Did you
1: cry? No, I didn't cry. I was like, this is Moon fine. River. She just sits and eats her little morning bun and looks at the jewelry she'll never be able to buy. That's so sad. And then Jed Clampett comes back and wants to fuck her again and she doesn't want to.
2: Just named the cat already, lady.
1: Look at uh, what Fox News has. They have their hashtag on the wrong side. <laughs> they have out al- hashtag. What,
2: are they drunk? <laughs> They're trying something new?
1: And why is Kiss fucking hosting their morning show?
2: Maybe it's about the Arena League football. Give me one another one of these uh, cat things. All right, Studio Cat in Day for Night. From Francois Truffaut. Heavy. Yeah, right? Yeah. That cat was just hanging out in the goddamn studio. <laughs> and that Jonesy from Alien, that was Ripley's cat. All I remember from Alien is Ripley's panties. That was great.
1: That's when I finally said, this is a good movie. <laughs> you didn't like it up to that? No, up to that, I wasn't even paying attention. Oh. I'm not a fan of the Alien series. Man,
2: I I
9: love it. I'll tell you
1: why. I don't like claustrophobic things. Oh, well, that looks like a good Like, if job. there's a... Uh, a movie about a diner I mean why would I say diner I meant mine like but for no fucking apparent reason I thought that a mine like a,
2: was called a diner <laughs> that's where I get an egg cream I go out into a mine <laughs> I might have brain a bowl right now oh god
3: you are it? foaming
1: at the mouth a little bit okay there's a sign see what the other ones are we're gonna have to quarantine this fucking room <laughs> Uh No, Ron, that was not my, I know that I had a cat named Cookie, but I am not aware of this.
3: Leslie did it. Don't drag me into it. What about the cat from Men in Black? That cat actually had something to do with the plot, like the whole universe was in its collar.
1: But how could that happen if we were there and we would have been inside that collar? I fucking screamed out faking that movie for that. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> How could a cat be so big that entire existence could fit in its collar? This movie's stupid.
2: It's not even based on anything. Inside Lewin Davis Cat, which they never gave out the name.
1: You're well. There was actually two cats in that. If you're going to be totally honest about it. Oh uh, yeah, one. And by the way, Leslie obsessed with that movie and said that you were like the cat. I don't even know what that. Why? Because no one wants me or something. I don't get it. I thought he was like John Goodman. It's a, you don't wash the shampoo out of your fucking hair. <laughs> no, but I will tell you about John Goodman in that. In the winter, because of that movie, I will feel sleepy in the back of a cab. I'll just be back there and going, man. I wish I was doing some heroin and just nodding off. No. You don't like the nuts? No,
2: you don't want to do heroin. It's bad for you. A
1: lot of things are bad for you, ain't they?
2: Yeah. Most of the fun things seem to be bad for you. It's true. No one's ever like, fuck, I can't wait to get some vegetables. Right? Vegetables and exercise. It's going to be great.
1: I fucking call my guy all day and I don't know where he is. I got to get some fucking carrots before I go to this concert.
2: Oh, man, it's almost time for me to pay my bills.
1: Fairly Brothers Unmasked. It should be a fairly good Unmasked. You know what I'm saying, Chris?
2: Gotcha. It's Tuesday, November 11th at 12 p.m. here at the SiriusXM Studios. All the details on how to get tickets, theibang.com,
1: right there on the front page. I did see the Dumb and Dumber 2.
2: That's awesome. How'd you like it?
1: I'm not uh, doing any spoilers because I'm doing a big Unmasked with them. All right. I'll just say this. Those are not smart guys. But they haven't, they haven't like I, will, I will tell you this. I saw it in a screening room. I've never seen this happen before in a screening room when it was done. Applause. What? About, just amongst the industry people, right? Cause I don't know. There was a lot of younger people there that I've ever seen in a screening room. But they applauded. it. Wow. And there was another scene where I'm not going to say, you know, there was a sight gag and a girl yelled out, oh my God, as if someone really did get hurt. And I had to say, this isn't the news, honey. It's a it fucking comedy movie.
2: Could be a stuntman. Who knows?
1: They applaud it in a screening room. I didn't think that could happen. It has never happened before in history. That's great. And then later, two people got up and started breakdancing.
2: What the hell? Was this a house party or a room? Well, this room?
1: guy's name was Poppin' Lock. So I, I guess he does it wherever he goes. How do you get in that list? Man, they just jam songs into these comedies these days. Like every time you turn around, there's another fucking tune starting. And I've trying to figure this out about the Fairley Brothers. Have they ever done a movie that didn't, wasn't a road movie? You're always traveling in a Fairleigh Brothers movie. They're always moving around
2: somewhere. Was Hall Pass? I never saw it. Yeah,
1: Hall Pass, um, because they got away for the weekend and they went to the beach or something like that. Okay. But there was traveling. But there's never, they just don't. No, you'll never see, let's say, like a Woody Allen road movie. He doesn't want to be on the road with his
2: movies. Stationary. Give me all the Fairleigh Brothers movies. They direct it. Dumb and Dumber. Road movie. Kingpin. Road movie. There's something about Mary. Road movie Me, Myself, and Irene Road movie Shallow Hal.
1: I don't remember that one too much That was a road movie Road movie, I'm understanding
2: <laughs> Stuck on You I don't know that one Fever Pitch Not really a road movie Hall Pass Kind of a
1: road movie, there was road scenes
2: The Three Stooges Road movie Dumb and Dumber 2 Road movie Stop. They do a lot of road movies. They're on the road again. So this is going to be my
3: opening on Mads question. Why all the road movies? You're always on the road. Stuck on You was kind of a road movie. That was when Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon were conjoined twins. Okay, I do know that movie then. Why didn't you just call
1: it the conjoined uh, twin movie, Chris? That would have made
3: a lot more sense. I never. I didn't
2: see it. I didn't know.
1: Um, Eric, you're on the Runa Fez show.
6: Eric. Oh, I, no, I couldn't hear you there. Want to let you know that the uh, cat in Inside Lou Davis, his name
1: Ulysses. He, D- he's right. You fucking dumb prick. Ulysses was his name. And I
2: love that. I love that movie. Road right movie. That was a road movie. Inside Lou Davis.
1: Um. I got this uh, email here. Ron, you're blowing my mind. When Fez announced that he'd st- stop not sleeping with women, and instead would begin not sleeping with men, I always assumed it was due to genetics. But you're saying this was actually a choice. Sorry, I know that referring to to smoking pole was the only tra- way to trick Fez into making nominal contributions to the show and I'm here to help. I'm just saying I think it's more than a choice than we could even know because a lot of stuff gets said to us and we pick up belief systems as young children. Some of them we feel like may be a choice, but I think might have been downloaded into our brain by society.
2: The parental units just influencing you, right? You know?
1: It's so funny how you attempt to assist. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fucking Why? darling,
2: is oh, what it is. Thank you, I think. It, you should be thanking
3: <laughs> me. <laughs> Why don't they just do some study on, like, an island somewhere, just only dudes, and right. say, like, oh, yeah, you're, you, you, you guys are supposed to be together, and just see Well, what because
1: happens. we're not allowed to do experiments on humans. I would love to. I'd make fucking leaps ahead in science if I could. But they go, no, you can't take a baby and raise them with wolves and see what would happen. I think
2: it would be fascinating. Well, look, dudes go to prison, and they start banging other dudes. And then when they get back on the outside, they're back with chicks. That's, that's pretty much putting a bunch of dudes on an island. And they don't think that they're gay. Yeah. But what Shelby was saying is that you take babies.
1: And put them into your prison island. Okay. But just tell them from an early age, oh, you're supposed to be with other guys. They would do it. We've already got an
3: island like that. It's called England. See what I did to those fuckers? <laughs> you couldn't have any woman on the island, because then they might think, like, hey, I'm, I'm a little interested in that, too. What a bunch Well of No, let's, just
1: have, let's parachute her in on their fucking 16th birthday. And all fucking scream out, oh my god, I've sucked so much dick, and why? And then we just come running out. <laughs> Motherfuckers, you've been punked! We got you! We got you! You're on television
3: right now! You like that? I wasn't really into this, I just thought it was me.
1: <laughs> You'd stay into it. <laughs> By the way, I was walking um, past all of these uh, big blow-ups of male models on the way in here today. Yeah. I don't know what they were, fucking selling coats or something. And I'm looking at these fucking ham and eggers, and I thought that Shelby was more attractive than any of them. And I fucking went over and wrote that on one of the pictures. I go, you fucking idiot. Shelby's more attractive than you. But a lot of those male models don't seem to be attractive. I think a lot of them look like homeless dudes. And all the fucking female models are attractive. That's a fucking no-brainer. Yeah, if you're a woman and you're a model. But you never look at a woman that's a model and go, why is she there? (laughs) But with the men, you're going to do it at least 90% of the time. That's oh, my new experiment that I'm doing. We should have Earl do a photo shoot with Shelby. We should fucking throw a bullet in Earl's face and said good <laughs> Now you're sick, huh? Earl? Yeah. So much for leaving Africa.
3: Eat this Ebola.
1: Uh Joe, you're on the Run and Fez show.
3: Hey, is uh Fez in the studio?
5: Yeah. Yeah, I'm right here.
3: Hey,
6: do you know that Ron's trying to start a conversation with you?
5: I I understand. Not in a good mood today? I just wasn't sure what to say.
1: Words. Say some words. You don't have to be sure. Just say what you're saying. Fucking Chris talks without thinking.
2: Yeah, Lord, yeah. Lord knows that's true. Yeah, my brain is fucking soup.
1: When he just said parental units, like this was fucking
0: 1994.
1: <laughs> mm. So, anyway, movie cats is up there. Movie cats, I thought we were going to be looking at some hipsters. No. I really wish we were uh, back to calling guys cats. This cat's coming in here today.
2: Some pe- I've heard some people, it's like sprinkled in a conversation. People will say, why cats. don't you do it? No. All right, I'll start calling dudes cats like there's some cats coming yeah. in. And
1: yeah, and then not even like, but sometimes like why I'm talking to somebody or cat, yeah. you just come up to the microphone and go like this. Midnight, I'm alone in the moonlight.
2: All right. there's a weird people out.
1: So much jizz in the moonlight.
2: Does it have to be the jizz lyric?
1: He is centaur and gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is your producer singing it's the
3: mic? <laughs> Shh, let him sing. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, Annie, let him sing. It'll all. You'll understand this at the end. Don't step on me, Annie. <laughs> I'm
2: trying to get this, belt this out for you. This is for you.
1: This is the song you should have covered. Did you get that new news, the leads for me? That I sent you today? I didn't get anything for you today. Oh, you fucking got something for me today. Because there's an album out of somebody I want to get. Okay. If they come in here. And I, I, I thought that it would be not, you know, I think it would go to the women's channels and g- gay channels first. Okay. Now, did
2: I send that to you? No, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that, no. Where's Vic Henley? He is signing in right now. He just texted. How can you see that down there? He te- I got <laughs> text messaging. Coming up in
1: less than an hour, it's going to be... Unmasked with Russell Brand. Uh, He's got a new book out called Revolution. I've been reading it to Chris before he goes to sleep at night. I appreciate that. I like it. I like stories. You know, you kind of want to be alive when a revolution takes place. Love that. Jump in on it. Like most of us are probably kind of disappointing we missed the Civil War. But Russell says there's another one coming. Uh, Chuck, you're on the run of the first show. You gotta be kidding me, Chris. Just wait up we have to take one more break. Before yeah. Vic Henley. Yeah. Just a single. Didn't we just take a break five seconds ago? That was only a single though. Why'd you double up? I should have doubled. Like a fucking like somebody who gives a shit. Chuck Cal- in Carolina.
6: Yeah, Ronnie, you were talking about Jerry Lee Lewis. I thought so? you might find this interesting. When I was about seven years old, my dad was a big guitar player around North Carolina. And On New Year's Eve, I woke up, and the damn windows was rattling in the house. There was music like playing. I got up and slipped into the living room, and I didn't know it then, but it, Jerry Lee Lewis and his bass player uh, were jamming with my dad in the living room. What year was this? This was probably 60, uh, 66, 67. Wow. He was wide open. They were drinking Jim uh, beams and jamming. And uh, we had an old wooden house with old cheap windows. And every time that guy hit that base, the damn windows would rattle. And then they were. I didn't think of much of it then, but now I thought that that's, that's kind of a cool deal.
1: It's unbelievable that you have that memory.
6: Un-fucking-believable.
1: Had, that doesn't even seem real.
6: Well, you know, uh, but I, it was so long ago. I had footy pajamas on, and uh, you know what I, I would have done? It, I would have come running down the steps and yelled, "JLL! <laughs> it's the killer!" And I always thing <laughs> I can really remember is that they were they were drinking liquor, but his hair—you know—he used to comb it all the way back when I got older and remember. But it was hanging down off the side of his face. Of course, it was. He, he was red-faced and he was banging
1: them keys, man. That's the best story I ever heard in my life. All right, I had a break here. We'll be back with the one and only Vic Henley. Ron and Fez show.
2: Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy it's Hits, Channel 99. <laughs> the Ron
7: and Fez Highlander Comedian Football Challenge. Many entered the gridiron gauntlet. And now. Only the final five remain. Dave Smith, Hannibal Burris, Eric Stangle. Dick Henley and Joe List. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to win.
1: I know you are. I, I, really, I know you are.
7: I think I'm going to win. Four of these men will fall. One will live forever. I find it less enjoyable if I lose money. I also don't have a lot of money to lose, but I'm soon going to have whatever people will pay for that helmet on eBay. The
1: Ron and Fez Highlander Comedian Football Challenge. There can be only one. It's the final countdown. That's not too over the top. Uh, Vic Henley, one of the five left.
10: Yes, I'm done. I don't yeah. care if I win or not. I'm the opposite of Joe Liz. I told my girlfriend at the beginning of this. There's 50 people. I'm an A student. So yeah. 90%, if I made the top five, I got an A on this. Yeah. I don't care if I win or
1: not. Well, I'm, so, you uh, know, I'm I don't know whether you, you have a place to put a helmet anyway. But that's the thing. There, It might as well be you. Now there's only five people. <laughs> sure, you well, know? you know, whatever. We'll Anything see. can happen. I don't care.
10: I, I'm go- If I won, I would. my girlfriend works for a charity hospital in Cleveland, and they have an auction every year, so I would give it to that's them. That's fantastic. For the kids. They do yeah. they do free surgeries for kids that have like the cleft palate and things like that. That's so.
1: really nice. Well, that's why I don't need it. What the hell yeah, am I going to do? <laughs> and an adult doesn't know what to no, do no, with no, something
10: no. signed. Did you, you ever know.
1: even get an autograph before in your life?
10: Oh, I've got a million things. My brother has a room full. Stuff because yeah. he was an all-American football player, so yeah. he's got a trophy room at his lake house that's got him and a million Heisman Trophy winners. I've got, I used to charge for his autograph when I was a kid. <laughs> Is that right? My friends used to tell me I knew I was going to be friends with him because you gave me a free one and charged everybody else a quarter in <laughs> <laughs> like the fourth grade. Yeah, because I could get Pat Sullivan had won the Heisman Trophy the sure. year before, so I could get Pat Sullivan and Terry Hanley. I had an all-American running back and a Heisman Trophy winner. You
1: know, so. we were always talking about the amount of Heisman Trophy winners. I don't think it's a majority that go on. And become now Pat he's a coach now, yeah.
10: but he had a way he four or five years. Atlanta drafted yeah. him because they keep him in the south and play off his name and yeah. big arm but a little guy. You know, not just really not a big guy, about five nine, five ten, but I mean could boom it. Yeah. But little guys uh, you know not are not that you know, other you, than
1: uh, you know You know, well, it's like being a male model, you have to hit the exact yes. height yes. and weight yes. that is acceptable. <laughs> that's true, that's absolutely true. But it's really weird, like we had Archie Griffin. In here today, sure, um, really? not today, but uh, a while ago, and he had won back to back. Okay, I only got to, to do it right, yeah. And then no real. He did pro okay, career. but he
10: well, you know, the he played for the Bengals for a yeah. while. Same thing; they kept like him a, in Ohio, four or five years yeah. or something like that. Something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, but you don't, you know, he didn't have one of those careers where you're saying, "Hey, should this guy go into the Hall of Fame?" It's so tough.
10: Now most of to them do. a lot of yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, Eric yeah. Crouch, Eric Crouch from Nebraska. Yeah. The Rams tried to turn him into a DB, right? And it didn't work. And you, that's you why know?
1: I can't stand the way everyone gets involved in the draft. And they're like, they're going over the draft picks. And they're like, uh-huh. I really think, you know, this year the Browns had a... Bl- How do you know? Yeah, you it takes years right. <laughs> right. that this clowny right. kid really sure. hasn't played. Who knows?
10: Right, right, right. Mario Williams was the number yeah. one pick. He's still... He's, he's, he's okay at Buffalo. Yeah. But you know, you're six or seven years in now, and he was the number one pick.
1: Well, there was that thing too where I think the Rams traded RG3 uh over to the Redskins yeah. and that and then neither one of those picks have really worked out that well for anybody. They were crapshoot.
10: Yeah, it's a crapshoot. shoot. It's finding those little nuggets, not in the draft. That's what I think. It's pulling the guy down from D3. It's the right. free agents. It's the free agents and the unrestricted uh, people you don't find as much as it is the draft. Yeah. Put, putting I, together the whole, the, te- the, fun- the, 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 the functions, the teams that function the best, A to Z, do a great draft, but then they also pull this guy up from Pittsburgh State in Kansas. Yeah. Because they had one guy with a clock on him.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Somebody, and they said it's much easier. To take like a three hundred and forty pound fast dummy, oh sure. Than it is right. to take a great athlete yes. right. who is not three forty and fast. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be a lineman without some specific right. things.
10: I have jokes in my show about that. Where basically yeah. all they need to know is get man ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> me, you, yeah. me get man ball. Good. If That's a, it. <laughs> if a coach catches those guys in the bus. With a book, he slaps yeah, it. Out out like, don't you be thinking? <laughs> Boy, why don't you be thinking on here. <laughs> uh, last time we saw you, you were out touring with Ron White, and I wanted to ask you this How does he pull off the smoking cigar thing on stage still? The way the smoking loss.
10: They every one in a million, about the same as the ones that won't let him have a drink. Is that so, right? One in a million have a we won't let you smoke, and he'll pay the fine or smoke uh-huh. or not if they really are shitty about it. And then, uh, same thing with some of the Indian casinos won't let him drink on stage. So he's got like a root beer up there looking like the tequila. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's literally out of if he did uh, every 300 shows, it might be yeah. 10 times, not even 10 times this would happen. But, but yeah.
1: it's got to, it would feel crazy oh, yeah, once yeah. he's used it for that long. The
10: biggest dick ever was the cop who showed up early and wrote him the ticket at soundcheck because he had to go home. he's yeah. like, I, He wouldn't even... And Ron, Ron was going to like, if you're going to give me the ticket, I'm going to make you fucking stay here until I go out on stage at 8 o'clock. Don't come down here at 4.30. Don't give me the ticket now and go home. And they got a whole big thing about it. And that was the ugliest it ever got. And then the guy wanted him to sign something for him.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that
10: Jesus Christ. No, really. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, and I think Ron even did ron let yeah. him give him the ticket early and sign the shit and then like cuss the guy out as he left well you know? we
1: were talking about it because so many comics used to work with cigars in oh, the past. God, yeah absolutely but it's really rare like ron is the last one really holding on tight Sure, right right, right. Yeah, yeah
10: yeah, exactly bob zaney bob zaney still bob zaney holds it still, i don't know if he likes it i know he holds it yeah
1: um Chris, you were saying that the the new tapes on the Palin family. Yeah. Uh no, I don't know whether you heard any of these Vic, but the Palin family was at some kind of party, party. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it all went Nuts. Sure. Now, have you heard the daughter yet? I
10: haven't heard any of the audio. Uh, I just knew that a fight happened, and they're uh, yelling, do you know who we are? Well, we
1: <laughs> we played the daughter the other day, which is great. Which one? Bristol. Bristol. <laughs> okay. Let's play her, and then we'll get to... There's new stuff today that I haven't even heard yet. But Bristol... Uh, God, I wish these people were in the White House. I mean, they Sure, right. They're just amazing.
4: Let me get Bristol side. Hey, two... First, my little me
11: sister what happened. comes over to me and says, some old lady just fucking pushed me. She just hit me. Okay. Oh fucking hell no, no one's going to touch my sister. Where was this at? So we were in the limbo. I walk back up. Did you push my sister? And some guy gets in my face, pushes me down on the grass, drives me across the grass. You slut, you fucking cunt, you fucking this, you fucking get. I get back up. He pushes me down on the grass again and pulls And I'm fucking just left here
9: Okay Where are you injured at? My fucking knees, my face Where's my
4: shit? I have a five year old in the car Where was the limo at when your sister came and got you? So your sister came down Got you from the limo that was parked right here You went back up to the house
11: I was closer to the house, yeah
4: Okay when you got up there, you approached the sixty-year-old.
11: I don't know how old she was.
9: Okay.
4: Some An lady with lady. gray hair okay.
11: who wants to push my little, four, my twenty-year-old sister. Okay. I'm gonna defend my sister. And She's twenty years old. A guy comes out of nowhere and pushes me on the ground. Takes me by my feet in my dress, in my thong dress, in front of everybody. Come oh. on, you cunt! Get the fuck out of here! Come on, you slut! Get the fuck out of here! I don't know this guy. I've never seen this guy in my life.
1: Okay. Oh, that's wonderful! It's no different from any Fourth of July party my family's ever. I was going to say right, right and that's, that's just good old family fun in Alabama where yeah. I grew up.
10: But I, I've always said that the government really exists to prove to everybody that idiots are not confined to any region. <laughs> it is true. This, this, this proves it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know?
1: love the fact though that like you still, I guess Alaska's is still a little wild, wide open like that. Oh yeah, too. totally. I've been up you there. Know? Have you ever been up there? No, I've been up there two
10: or three times, and it is. It's just you know, Anchorage is actually there's three hundred thousand people. That live there. Yeah. And it's still like moose roaming through the streets. There's yeah. still a moose walking. Goddamn, it. would be like, you know, if all of a sudden now you're on Broadway, <laughs> right. here comes a moose. It's a city. So it's a little bit, you know, in the gun, crazy shooting right. things. And, you know.
1: We got offered a, a, a job doing radio up there about 15 years ago oh, when we God were in between. Almighty. And the guy said, look, come up and do a year. And I'm, I said no. the feds, I go, dude, we're going to do this. And he was like, no, you know, no. not no. doing it. Can't no. do a year. Uh uh-uh. But we would have. Have this experience where we would have been talking about it. And
10: you can do everything you need to do though in a month. In one month you can do everything you need to do. If you went A to Z hard in 30 days there's only 30, I mean yeah, go walk on a glacier take a helicopter ride, see, take a seaplane ride, go see a grizzly bear, be nice to some Inuit people, get a t-shirt with a wolf on it, look at a totem pole have some salmon, go kayaking, there's Mount McKinley time to go, that's time it. Time it. Room, right. Go look I, at the Palins, call each other cunts.
1: I, like, I think it, I think it it <laughs> would be fucking so fun to see if you could make the winner. Just see if you could hang on. The dark and the light thing. Yeah, yeah I don't know.
10: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have no idea. That would drive me insane. I would think. All
1: right, let's hear the Palin boys. Now, who's the latest that got released? All right, this is Track and Todd. Track. Track yeah. is track. the son, and Todd is He's the father. The father. The father was... Track.
10: Yeah. I thought there was a tr- there's a Trig. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Track. There's track. A tr- is there a Trig? It's no. Track Palin. There's a Trig. Trig yeah. is the one that has Down syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, same thing.
1: All right, (laughs) no. Todd is the dad. He's the the head dude. He's the ski guy,
2: right? Yeah, the The, snow machine racer. yeah. Yeah. So this is them talking to the police.
4: We were leaving the party, and there was some stuff going on, and then a father and son team came down, and they cold caught one of our friends and just dropped into the yeah. pavement. And that's kind yeah. of stuff. One, one of the guys that was coming with us, Steve. And what, Steve, and he's like Mellow you know, guy, he's like 30. wasn't asking for any attention, wasn't calling anybody, anybody, any he's names. He's like a little pussy, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to fight nobody. And then his dad comes out, like, what the fuck are you guys going to do? I was like, I'll fucking beat your ass, you know? Like, that's my buddy, and he's like yeah. one of the nicest guys, you know? So, yeah, I did threaten him, saying I was going to beat his ass. And then he's like, okay, let's fucking fight. And he didn't fight me, he ran in the woods. I took my shirt off. Fucking I took my super shirt off.
10: I took my shirt off. Started
1: fucking blazing. <laughs> I took
10: my shirt off. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's, uh, that's very Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yeah, sure, sure. when, sure. when the shirt has to come Woo! off. <laughs> that's fucking great Uh so that's the son talking
2: yeah with the dad yeah
1: but the dad i imagine has a cooler head than the
2: young people well track sounds like he's hammered yeah track i mean i
3: wasn't at the party
2: don't know it is a party though chris (laughs) it's not
3: church i'm sure there was a keg yeah very least they play a lot of hockey so i think it was like a strategy thing because he would probably pull the shirt over the head he's just preparing smart maybe absolutely that's true.
1: Yeah. A lot of just grab with the left hand, swing with the right up there.
10: I took off my shirt. Took, my friends would always tell me to take off my watch. Right? Yeah. You don't want to break it. You don't want to break it. Yeah. I, mean, I took off my shirt.
2: I like it. Ric Flair. All right, here's more of them talking to the cops.
4: So they fucking hit two of us. One was my buddy, most like innocent, basically a gay guy, but he's not. And then right. me from not. behind, So yeah, I took my shirt off. Hey, let's to, like,
1: take that over.
4: Right. They said so he was a gay guy. But I he's guess not.
1: that means he can't fight that well. Right. In Alaska, Brian. that's gay. Yes. Somebody- Probably shouldn't
5: have taken your shirt off then. <laughs> so they fucking
4: hit two of us one of my buddy, most like innocent basically a gay guy but he's not and then me from behind so yeah I took my shirt off for like no, Fuck was, you. let's it, fucking fight it, 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 all, it all started when um, the they're fucking pushing girls right, man I, on, try. it all started when the one kid knocked out our friend walking down just from behind and knocked him down to the pavement and when you see somebody drop like that it's scary mm-hmm. and that's like just, a fucking fish that triggered everything
9: like a,
1: fish. Him like a fish. What? I've never heard. This. I think
10: he means flopping on the ground like a fish. Maybe is he, what he means. He's basically a <laughs> he gay guy, him like a fish. <laughs> but, <laughs> he's but, he's but, but
1: he's not. He's
10: yeah. not. He's not. As, as close he, as you can get. He works
1: I, inside this guy. <laughs> 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 you know. Like the gays do Dropped him like a fish Um, yeah, I don't know I've never heard that yes, saying It's in plus. Alaska
10: Yeah It's everything salmon related
1: I will drop
3: you like a fish, yes. motherfucker Everything <laughs> is salmon related Now, was your shirt on or off? I need to put this in a report There's, there's a special box for it
2: Alright, let's see the next one All right, here's the last piece
3: Right after Steve and they hit me in the eye Like, really, you fucking pussies Like, let's, yeah. let's just, fucking just fight
4: Let's explain what happened okay, so, let me, let's, get, let's get some bases real quick Let's go What's your name? Track. California it for me. T R Tango Romeo Alpha oh. Charlie Kilo. Any last name? Papa alpha, alpha Lima India Mike Oscar. You know what that means? The Alpha. Sorry. Papa Alpha Lima What? No. See, he didn't know what it meant. No, so, what track uh, is a time you don't pay No no no. Like Papa Alpha Lima? Okay. India? There's no Oscar behind it. Okay. No, no You no. did anyway, a What's your date of birth? Your date of birth, Try it. Try No, it's, not, it's I like. Know, I know. Hey, man. I'm just, I'm just measuring. I'm Do sorry. You want to you. Oh, I'm sorry.
5: No problem. Oh, my God.
4: You heard in the background,
10: too. He yeah.
5: spelled Palem with an O at one point. Oh, yeah, he put point. Polino.
10: Oscar. He threw Oscar in there at the end. Yeah. He Polino. was having some fun with it. Polino.
1: He was having some fun with it. You Polino. know, just track being track. <laughs> my whole name is Dirt Track, yeah. but my family calls me track. <laughs> I have a Christian name. Uh, dirt
10: Track. Yeah, dirt Track. <laughs> Polino.
1: God, oh, they're a great family. That'd be a good
10: wrestling name. We, dirt we track, re- yeah,
1: we really got ripped off not having them in well, it can only happen in Alaska.
10: Yeah. For two years. And then she's quit anyway. So then, only, they only had two years of it. Yeah, couldn't, they couldn't you know, do the whole thing. Right. They could only do two years. Or so they're four. You couldn't do one year. They couldn't do four.
1: I saw <laughs> so, uh, I saw some of their um, reality show, and they never were without sweatshirts, no matter where they were going. It's cold yeah, up right, there. Right. Absolutely.
10: <laughs> this is a certain need, point. You need your mucklucks. <laughs> <laughs> you need your mucklucks and your hoodie, <laughs> by God, and if you're going out. That's it. like, sure. it's
1: July. <laughs> When's the right. weather going to break? Right. When's it going to get
10: nicer? Right. I was there in July. That's when I went. The yeah. first time I went. I just cruised a little inside passage, a little sliver part, like down yeah. there at the bottom along there. And it still, it was like the highs were still only like 70. Right. You know. The, well, That's
1: like when you're in Canada, like you go camping up there and it's nice during the daytime. Yep. You can swim. And then at night, everyone fucking goes, yep. why didn't we bring more clothes? Yep. Every single time. You're like, I cannot believe we didn't bring more clothes.
10: And I will put a fire in my
2: tent. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's not just a euphemism. light
1: Just <laughs> light your knees on fire and sit there all exactly. night.
2: Exactly. Vic Henley's in studio. He'll be at Go Bananas Comedy Club November 26th through the 30th in Cincinnati, Ohio. Go to GoBananasComedy.com for tickets and more information. And Vic City Live from Lou's Cruise is available now on com And iTunes and everywhere else. So come How see me that? Go
10: Bananas. That's my favorite club. Is that right? Yeah. It's hands. I go Thanksgiving almost every year for like 20 years. I've always gone there. It's an amazing
1: club. So yeah. What is it about Thanksgiving there for you? I, I have friends that live there. And like, yes. The first
10: time they booked me there was just 10 or 15 years ago on a Thanksgiving, and they usually don't do a show on Thursday night. Uh-huh. And, and I guess I had enough people that would come see me because they're tired of their goddamn families. Yeah. So we started adding, instead of having an off night, they actually added a show, and it just became a thing, and they booked me there a lot. And I, people know me there, and I go there, and it's great. It's really fun.
1: I so, know by nighttime I'm done with Thanksgiving. Everybody's I'm yeah, done. exactly.
10: So go have some drinks and get yeah. away from these idiots. (laughs)
1: Now, they say that one of the biggest party nights of the year now is the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, the Wednesday, oh, sure. yeah, Yeah. Because so many people go home for Thanksgiving. And see the old crowd. Yep. They also say it's a, a, a big cheat night where you will <laughs> end up banging the girl from sure. high school. That makes perfect Facebook sense. Facebook has done this. Oh sure, of course. That's
10: good. Well, at least it's accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> at least yes. Facebook has done one good thing: gotten old horrors back together <laughs> after <laughs> a million years. Yeah. Reunited peaches and herb.
1: Yeah. Well, there a lot of guys are like they were shy in high school, and now they've made some money. And And they're going back to that girl that they were afraid to approach and say, look... I'm the vice president of some fucking corporation. Seriously, look at me. See who I am now. My my
10: buddy lured, got lured back in by an old psycho. Ex- yeah. so he had a kid with her. She was, I, We had a conference call with her because I was still not sure. <laughs> He's like, she's saying a lot of good stuff. I'm like, I don't believe any of it. And he'd have a three-way call. <laughs> she literally, he, did, he set up a call. She campaigned hard through me. I was like, no, I don't know if we should let you back in or not.
1: That's hysterical.
10: <laughs> she said enough of the right things. I caved in. End up getting her pregnant. She turned out to be the same old psycho she always was, and now they got it. Now they got like a nine-year-old because you, of it.
1: Yeah, you can't grow out of crazy. Yeah, That's what, like,
10: we thought. So we yeah. gave it a shot. She said, "All the, I mean, it was textbook amazing."
1: Yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm sure the sex was unbelievable. Oh God, you know it is. Absolutely,
10: <laughs> yeah. absolutely, absolutely. You're not married like Ron says. Ron White's joke: If you're not married by forty, you are either a psycho. If you've never been married by forty, you either can't suck dick or you're a complete psychopath. <laughs> and that way, when you're getting your dick sucked, you're like, oh, this bitch is crazy.
1: (laughs) Then you know. You know one way or the other. Right
10: right away.
1: So. I wonder, have they ever really done like a test on crazy pussy and to try to figure out why? Oh, who knows? It's that so would be exciting. A great thing. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm there sure. There should
2: be a grant fucking out there for <laughs> Yeah.
10: Absolutely. NYU or whatever. So bring back to Kinsey studies and yeah. just go with Scorpios. Yeah, <laughs> just Scorpio pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
9: that's what they always
10: said the Scorpio way more extra crazy. I don't know enough about the Zodiac. Is that right? I don't, that's what I just heard. I was just going, yeah. Scorpio bitches, look out. It was all, if you ever heard crazy bitch, it was always followed by yeah. Scorpio, and I'm not enough of a zodiac guy, but that was that was the thing for a while when I was.
1: That is so fucking funny. Now yeah. I got to find out. If Scorpio, if there's a trend, yeah, yeah, yeah.
10: That was first few years of comedy when I was <laughs> extra hoary and a single yeah. man. That's what the other comics would always warn you about. All well, for sure. those fucking Scorpio bitches. Well, yeah, because. The... <laughs> <laughs> Find out when her birthday is.
1: I'm like, what?
10: (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay,
1: that's the greatest story ever.
10: I can't keep talking to you. uh, But you know,
1: waitresses. You know.
10: Oh well, yeah. I know. I I only only did two in in 30 years. And again, I did this from when I was 22 to about 26, Mm -hmm. just to get it all out of my system. Just had
1: that short
10: period of. They were two. They were both so hot, I had to do it as a former fat kid that could never get laid. There was no. I don't care if this was the skankiest. woman alive and I knew she'd fucked a thousand headliners. It was just, you're 5'11 with that body and want to fuck me? I can't believe it. There's enough of an idiot in me somewhere. But as a 23-year-old sure. fresh off the road, just, well, really? I don't even have to do anything? I'm just going to stand here? Okay, thank you. Thank you for the sex. <laughs> but I still only did it like once or twice just because yeah. they were that good looking. It was too easy. You have some kind of challenge. <laughs> you don't always want the low hanging fruit. No, no. Sometimes you know? yeah. yeah. If it's if it's, you know, yeah. bikini thong, awesome low hanging fruit, fine. Yeah. You know. But you gotta you gotta have somebody. For me, I always say, you gotta say something. <laughs> you gotta
1: pull something. 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 Give me a song. <laughs> <laughs> Sports team, yeah. something. That's why <laughs> something. um that's why this is the biggest change in porn. Like if you go online now, is because they just incredibly just you just start with sex. Sure, of course, right? There's right, no right. backstory no, there's at no. all. <laughs> Who are these two people? <laughs> no. How did they get together? No, no, no right? Is this of the ten, not. Did they just meet? Is this the ten thousandth time they fucked? No one knows. No, no. they've
2: just been transported into a That's room. That's it. Bam. Yeah. Bang zoom!
1: They're just two bodies slamming together. Have
10: you ever been invited to go down and watch somebody make a porn or any of that? I to well, all illustrious career, I'm sure that would have come up. I've you
1: know? I've known many many porn stars over the years, but I've never, never been, been on asked set. To come down to yeah. the set,
10: Faz. No. No. I had a buddy of mine rented his house out, out in LA. He lived up in the Hollywood yeah. Hills. I was, I was out of town. I was going to go that day just to yeah. see. And they gave him like 10 grand for the day and shot no telling how many, yeah. at least nice. one or two movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you I'm know, sure in a day. More, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but a bunch of my friends went and they just stood around drinking coffee and beer. They got there at breakfast, had a little breakfast, watched people fuck all morning. Yeah. Sit <laughs> there, had beers in the afternoon, watched people. One guy, one of my friends got asked, do you want to, and he's like, he got all fired up and thought he was going to jump in for a second. And then he, <laughs> (laughs) got fucking stage (laughs) fright and decided better of it.
1: They they used to say it takes a certain type of guy, but Viagra has changed that. That's true. Because not only do you have to get the hard on on command, but you have to come on sure. command. They'll yeah, actually yeah, give yeah, you yeah, almost like the yeah, yeah, light <laughs> and comedy.
10: That would be hard. No
1: pun the, intended.
10: That yeah, would be hard. I got
1: like forty seconds to bring it
10: home. <laughs> that was Ron Jeremy's specialty, the yeah. old the old hedgehog guy. That's, that's supposedly yeah. that was. I've seen a documentary that he could. Yeah, that he could count. Give me a number. I could count to thirty and make it happen at thirty. I could make it happen at ten. Yeah. That was his claim. He was. He's like, yeah. give me a number. <laughs> <laughs> he could hit the number. That's know, yeah. That's See,
1: good. Dick Clark could do that yeah. on the New Year's <laughs> Eve countdown. Before the stroke. Yeah. Before the stroke. Oh, after yeah. the stroke, after he After the could. stroke, he was happy <laughs> no. enough to
10: have him. After, after the stroke, he just had Seacrest stroking him.
1: But uh, they said hey, that like a lot of those old school guys, they hate Viagra because it, it took away being able to pull that okay, off. Okay, sure,
2: sure. You know That makes sense. It took away the craft of being a porn right. star. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the art. you. Now it's just any fucking bum can walk off the street. The art. Yeah.
1: Now women, on the other hand, they look at this fucking axe. A guy just is swinging an axe
2: on TV. What is this about? Please? This is this is from yesterday. A dude in Queens took an axe. Your like, neighborhood? No, not non-story. No, so I think it was okay. Jamaica, some other part of Queens. Takes an axe and goes after a bunch of cops. All right. And
1: they had guns that he yeah. figured out that that's part? that's He's actually even wearing oh, like, the is. thing it, like it's a horror movie. It's more like a hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, know why, I know
10: I <laughs> the difference between an axe, hatchet and an axe. <laughs> Something
1: like that.
2: And then like he that. attacks three cops, and then they they obviously fire on him and kill him. There you go. That's oh, good. you got this up on the iBank, Chris? Yeah, this, this, the axe video is going up, yeah. And there he is. You see him running at the cop. The cops are out of the shot. You see him with this axe... Right, like it's plain as day. You, you see him fucking... Yeah, he's drawing back double-handed. He's yeah.
10: two-handed in the hatchet, and he's cocking it back up like he's going to swing swinging a baseball
1: bat. Finally, a cop in this town gets a legitimate kill. There you go. You you know, know what, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I
10: took a guy running at him with a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's just someone standing around. And took the, that's, how, that's how far it's got to go. Oh,
2: so I can shoot the guy running at me with the hatchet, yes. But then they also shot some chick bystander also. Accidentally? Yeah, accidentally. because yeah. they all... Bam, bam,
5: bam, 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 bam. Oh,
2: yeah. Like popcorn, yeah, exactly. Drink a shade
5: off the axe head.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's great. The other uh, big uh, thing up on the interior Bank today is the Kelly Slater. Still, every day people are going to this. Uh, Kelly Slater, maybe the greatest surfer yep, of, all of all time, time hands down. Um, but a lot of those guys there don't compete. There's some great surfers that don't compete. Kelly has stayed with it, but. This thing that he's done here, it can't even be explained as surfing. It's some kind of acrobatics. He's on the board. Yeah. There he goes up. Holy
10: shit! Well, it's like a 360. It's like a skateboard move, but he did it on the surfboard on Except, top of the wave. <laughs> I think they
1: said it was a 540. Okay, all right, yeah. there you go. So right.
10: Maybe a 720. 720. Two times around, yeah. Well, I, I didn't have it yet. A two. It's a skateboard. Holy move It's a skateboard move that he's doing on a surfboard I'm on liquid. the top of a wave. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. Liquid. That was pretty good. Now here's the other crazy part of it. He's 40. Yeah. He's he may be the coolest man up. alive right yeah.
10: now, and you know, it's either him or Laird Hamilton. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's the other surfer oh, I love that guy. Man. That's what I'm saying.
1: It's, they're, they're, I love that dude. Yeah. If there's any documentary, Laird Hamilton is giant riding whatever, giants. Riding giant giants is amazing. It's and amazing. And like Laird will be sitting around with his buddies and they're having coffee, and they're all just like, we could get killed doing this. Like they're just like, <laughs> we're either gonna have a really fun day or die.
10: Yep, that's the Yeah, the riding giants is amazing. One. It's, it's really, really good.
1: Well, you know, here's the the big difference, Vic, is that photography has gotten so much better sure. since they started doing right, it. Right, right, right. So you're kind of inside the wave I know, now. Right,
10: right, right. It's a lot better than Endless Summer or Big Wednesday.
1: Yeah, those things were, which <laughs> by the way, I never would turn either one no, of no them they're off. great surfer yeah. movies. They're both great surfer yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> big Wednesday, I actually get a little teared up at the end. Oh, of they course. all come back oh, together. Sure after they. They. <laughs>
9: Look, there's Dan
2: <laughs> Michael no, Vincent. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Exactly, exactly. He I know. straightened up a little bit. Right, Chris. You like a surfer movie, at all? Yeah, I like surfer movies. But yeah. even you're uh, even
2: never left the story your entire life. Still, I can still dream. I can still look at it. That's I mean, true. I can't even swim, but still, I still. I, 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 you don't swim at all. No, no, no swimming. Like maybe float. But really? Swim. Yeah. not yeah. You never took no swimming lessons as a kid? Nope. Nothing, never. Zero. No. Can't Z- swim. No, can't. Grown man in America, yes. can't swim. <laughs> yes, <Vic>. yeah.
10: Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Learn how to swim, jackass.
1: I'm <laughs> going to throw can a die. ride a bike in here just yeah, to check yeah, on Can you ride a bike? Where are I off? Have bike. you ever jacked yes, off? Yes, I can masturbate. <laughs> what the fuck? Can you fry an egg? Right. What, yes. what else can't you do?
7: Boil an egg. <laughs> I can barely full
4: clothes. No. Obviously,
10: no. iron. Can you iron a shirt? No, I can't iron a shirt.
1: No. <laughs> no, all you got to do is look at him. <laughs> the fucking unmade bed. Oh. Uh. Terrible, but man. But that's yeah. that's the great thing about surfing is, like, you can love it without even once thinking, I should go out there and do that. Oh, there's
10: no, I have no yeah. no worse person with balance on the planet Earth. Yeah. And yet, I loved those movies as a kid. I was yeah. always, maybe because I can't do it. You, right. you know, my brother could ride a skateboard and do anything. So, yeah. it, I was always, I always, it's just amazing. Like you said, on liquid. <laughs> he's doing a, yeah. first of all, it's not a skateboard, it's a surfboard. So, it's seven feet long versus, yeah. you know, a foot and a half. And he's on liquid, uh, eight feet high. And then, yeah. Uh, well, now there's
1: seven. Like when you said, endless summer, those things used to be like 15 feet long. They're That's just, true, the long you know, boards. These yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Long yeah, yeah, yeah. gigantic yeah, yeah, yeah. things. I basically stand there. There's, you know, there's probably been no sport that has changed as much as surfing, you know, because. It's entirely different than what they were doing in the 60s. First of all, it didn't even exist until like the late fifties. Yeah, exactly. Until so those dudes yeah. out in
10: Hawaii, uh, yeah. they did it first. And same thing. Yeah, they're out there on a door.
9: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's
10: like a barn door
9: <laughs> <laughs> paddle.
10: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I used to go. I used to hang at the Jersey Shore a little bit, and there was one old dude that still had. The, everybody else had the modern shit, and he would come out there with this giant, you know, airplane wing. <laughs> 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 Dog, he's right, again Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he can hang. The yeah. more they should on him, right when they would make the most fun of him, he'd get on one and come cruising down through there, like flipping them all off. Like and everybody oh. would love him. Yeah. Oh yeah. They totally yeah. right. It was completely. Yeah. You got to have the cred. Forty years old, Kelly Slater. That's amazing.
1: It is crazy amazing. And then you know, also he looks like he's just been made out of marble. Well, all right, all right. Him and Derek Jeter ought to have a forty-year-old, gorgeous
10: <laughs> off
9: <laughs>
10: somewhere to stand there and <laughs> let people vote. <laughs> you know,
1: get on Twitter. Hey, John in Oklahoma, how you doing, buddy?
6: I'm doing great. Hey. I wonder to ask Vic when he's
10: going to come down to Oklahoma and do some of the casinos down here. Well, I was there. I was in Tulsa uh, with Ron White earlier this year. That's where I saw the yeah. two. Se- that's where I ta- saw the two seventy-year-old men getting a bar fight. <laughs> the Hard
9: Rock. <laughs> <laughs>
10: it's also something you never see. Yeah, two old awesome. dudes beating the shit out of each other. That's so great. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't have anything on the schedule anytime soon. But I, I was just there. But uh, maybe, Kathleen Madigan, yeah, I'm doing I some.
6: I've seen you and Ron out there, and I was just wondering
10: when you're coming back. Do you I, want to go back? I, I love Oklahoma. I've mm-hmm. always liked Tulsa and Oklahoma. Oklahoma City is fabulous. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a place that you've always done well.
10: i loved it going there. So also, man, the women. Oh my God, I had yeah. a I had a, whoo, I had a great time. I had I was with a, I was with a buddy of mine in a bar in Norman, Oklahoma, where the University of Oklahoma is, and we had all these musclehead guys who are who were about to go to Seoul, Korea, in '88. They were on the Olympic <laughs> judo team, and we had them convinced that we were Hollywood producers casting a movie, and we had all these girls with us, and it was just the waitresses from the club. But we drove over like forty miles, so nobody knows them, and all of them are dressed up. <laughs> All the girls, there's like eight of them, and they're dressed up like, are they hookers? Maybe, maybe not. That kind of outfit. Yeah. And, and we had the judo guys surround the dance floor and just let me and the other dude dance around with all these women all night long. Because he had them convinced Yeah, hey, we're we're making movies. We're making movies. Might be a part for you. This is working out great. Right. I love Oklahoma. I thought people in Mississippi were stupid.
9: They're falling
1: for the movie producer trick. You know, this has got you know you being from Alabama, it's a tough year with two Mississippi schools. Yeah, hey, you know, right? Just
10: Auburn, Auburn gave that game away. I think yeah. I'm still not convinced who the better team is. Mississippi State beat them, but they both yeah. look like shit. They both had four turnovers. I'm not really sure, but you know, we'll see. Gonna you, get, I'm Auburn. They're going to play Auburn has South Carolina tomorrow, and then Ole Miss in a week. So it's not done be yet. interesting,
1: but it's so tough in that SEC that oh, run the crazy. table. I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. it can be done right. anymore. You're going to lose one,
10: yeah. And if you don't, you deserve it. If you don't, then you're undefeated like the Cam Newton team, and God bless you, national champions. You deserve it. Yeah, (laughs) Even if you get one and run it like Auburn did last year, they deserve to be in that game against Florida State and almost won the game, should have won the game. And Florida
1: State doesn't look that good. Not anymore. anymore.
10: I, or, or either Notre Dame is a lot better, and I just don't think Notre Dame is that good. Yeah, th- I really don't. But, yeah. I, you know, I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> hate Based on Notre. what? Uh, just all of it. Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Let's start there. That'll do Little it. boy touching. Let's start there.
1: <laughs> and here's the great thing about Oklahoma. I mean, uh, Notre Dame. This team could go... Uh, two and eight every year and still be the number one That's what one I'm saying. Yeah, some kind of people watched. want to watch them. I don't And then get people it. are going like this. I'll watch their bowl game. Yeah. Put them in any bowl game and I'll watch.
10: Just beat somebody, though. Yeah. Beat somebody. They're they, you, have, you had their last chance out and what happened? Alabama yeah. beat the fuck out of yeah. them in that game. And quickly. Right. mantateo Tateo saw his <laughs> fake girlfriend more than he saw Eddie Lacy. <laughs> in that game. Hey, there's
1: That's a good Notre joke Dame right story there. That's today. That's a damn good joke right there. Uh, right. A freshman from Notre Dame <laughs> dating one one of the, dating one of the girls who works here. This is the picture of them. Now, he's 18 and she's how old? 42.
2: 42. It's Lisa Ann, the porn star. Nice. And she does what show, Chris? She does uh, fantasy sports here at uh, SiriusXM, Mondays at 10 p.m.
1: Well, that's okay. a fantasy sport she's doing right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, good for her.
1: Yeah. And, th- and she's the one who played Sarah Palin in the movie. Who's nailing Palin? But she's got a Thelma Louise look in this picture, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she changes it up every now and then. Yeah. That's wonderful. I guess she knows a lot about fantasy sports, too. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs>
1: Hot chicks. That, you know, you know. It's amazing to get two separate skills like that, pornography right? and
10: fantasy sports. My first ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> How many
1: times you have married?
10: Two. Two, okay. Two. Robin Williams was the first one's name. That's my favorite part of the whole yeah. story. It was, I married Robin Williams. That was her name. For real. Yeah. And then when he died a few weeks ago, when I first woke up, <laughs> I was like, yes! And I was like, ah, the one I liked. <laughs> but, um, but two, yeah, two, two times. See, any more
1: now. No, I'm done. Like I should bad. have done it'll the second one. It won't look yeah. I'm finished with it. Yeah, you got to yeah, get done. I'm done. Because if you're, if you're a three-time loser, I then know. you're like... My mom went three, but then yeah. the third guy stuck.
10: The yeah. third guy was the best guy of all, so she kept trying and then nailed it finally after
2: three. So yeah. you never know, but I'm not going to do Chris, it. Cause
1: no. you're the generation you don't even attempt the marriage.
2: You'll no. just like uh, even like all, all the, the my butt, people with my same age. Then no one's getting married.
1: You're, That's great. You're dating how you're the same girl? How many years? Though? Eight years. And you have no. You guys haven't even talked about moving in yet.
2: Possibly when my lease is up. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Huh? That's really? a New York. That's, New York, that's a forced, your, that's a forced oh, no, New that's York thing. That's when her lease is up. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, why would my lease is up? Yeah. I have a fucking stabilized apartment. Fuck Stay that. there, never leave. I think about never that.
1: Leave. I toss and turn thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's people in my building paying one-fiftieth of what I'm paying. It t- drives me crazy.
2: It's crazy, yeah. Right. It's it's real nuts.
1: And I, I run into them and they're like, yeah, I had all day off and I had last week off and i <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Right, exactly. I went to the post office. Yeah. This is always Some free. This yeah. is always at the coffee shop. Right, exactly. and it's just all, a life right. is fun for them.
10: Because their rent's $70 it, in New York City. It's
1: not much more. In, in my
10: co op, yeah. when I first moved in, uh, there was a, an old, I don't know how he stood an old Irish dude, and he uh-huh. lived there with his two sisters. Yeah. And he was the youngest one, and he was like 78. It was like 78, 80, and 82, and they'd
1: been living in that apartment for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, and we're paying like eighty five dollars or something. Yeah, they, I, I, yeah, the people in my building died two two different guys, but had been there like since nineteen thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. They didn't die; they gave up and moved back to Ireland. I
10: thought they did die. and one, yeah. all of a sudden, one of the sisters moved back to Ireland, another one moved over because I thought, oh, they died. That's terrible. And then my president went, oh, they no, they're all fine. They just left <laughs> because they're going to sell this thing and make a fortune on it. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. But like, either way, they're gone. But yeah. uh, but no, they didn't die. They actually just finally. Moved away after forty nine years.
1: That's unbelievable.
10: Just suck it up. The last eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Just,
9: how would work. you
10: leave after forty nine years? Good God.
1: Uh, Vic Henley, thank you so much for oh, coming in, buddy. Guys. It's always great to have you here. Anytime. And you're still.
10: I still. I know.
1: Highlander. You don't even know you're picking this weekend, right? I'm going to pick the. I'm going to pick the Redskins to lose to the Cowboys Monday night. All right,
10: that's exciting. Yeah. I'll be and watching that I'm sure, sure RG three will come back from injury and light <laughs> them up, and you know whatever. But that's who I'm picking. That's, I hate to wait till Monday. But I don't think I'll. Picked a Monday game yet. So we, I almost picked Peyton last night. I came really, really close. And that would have been a good one. That would have been yeah. a good one. But yeah.
1: yeah, when he before that game, everyone was like, Is San Diego for real? Yeah.
10: Two burns is
2: back. No. no. Right. Those are two fucking picks. No. Right. 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 Insane.
10: And they lost to Kansas City. So yeah, yeah. the week before. So it's bang bang. But that's why when you when you're it's usually for me home team against a shit team and a shit quarterback and a big big Vegas spread. If you right. see all that well, San Diego not really. A a shit team. Yeah. He's certainly not a shit quarterback, mm-hmm. but Vegas had like a nine point yeah, spread nine. on that thing. Yeah. Which which they know something. <laughs> Vegas always knows something 90 percent of the do. time, the son of a bitch is exactly
1: there, there's somebody looking into the future there. Those, yeah, ever, yeah, those lines are amazing. <laughs> no, they know amazing. Know. How many times you have two and a half points right. and it's a three point oh, God, game. yeah yeah. You never no. you never can relax. They've got How little, they figure it out no. they got yeah. a little
10: they've got like a little mini me Robert De Niro <laughs> from Casino. They've yeah. got a mini me Robert De Niro in a little room somewhere. He's yeah. a tiny little with a mini fridge and he's just clicking numbers
1: and gathering data somewhere. Uh, uh, Vic Henley is going to be in Cincinnati. Go Bananas. Go Bananas Comedy Club for the big Thanksgiving week, November 26th through 30th. Go to gobananas.com for tickets and more info. And Vic CD live from Lou's Cruise is available on Vic We, uh, we've iTunes,
10: got Amazon, and everything else, too. Oh, everything's yeah, so yeah, on Yeah, yeah, yeah. All digital. Totally. Yeah, any way to find it, you can just click anywhere that, on yeah. the internet. It, it doesn't on the matter internet. where yeah. it's exactly. At. It's really funny. to get it.
1: Um, <laughs> Russell Brand, now. Next, Unmasked with Russell Brand. Chris, we got to plug anything else before we go?
5: I know. We r- got everything. Make sure you get to com for the next unmask the Farrelly Brothers, coming oh, up yeah. Tuesday, uh, November yeah. 11th. Uh, that's going to be a good one. With Peter and Bobby Farrelly, go to com to be in that studio audience.
10: They actually called me at home to make sure you were qualified to talk to them.
5: That's
1: fantastic. <laughs> that's <laughs> fantastic. I, got, I did. I got a phone call. <laughs> did they really? Didn't... Not them, but yeah. someone I know that
10: knows them called yeah. me and said, they want him to be on. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go. guy. Guys only got a thirty fucking year history of doing this. I think
1: he's going to be fun. So that's great. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We'll see you back here on Monday.
2: Run and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog, Dog.
5: Comedy Hits.
0: Revolution starts.
1: Yes, sir. I just saw you uh, get a blessing from a Catholic priest. That
0: was heavy, man. I loved that. I, like, I ran into a priest and a nun in the corridor, never miss an opportunity for a blessing from someone who's dedicated their life to the Lord. It, it's sort of like you don't even really... When's the last time you run into a priest and a nun? It hardly ever happens. It's just something I see in films. I was overwhelmed. It was like me and Elvis. It was. It was like an Elvis moment for you. I got blessed, and it felt like something. I, I, like, I think there's all sorts of different ways to... Plug into the almighty to plug into God take it where you find it. And it's just pretty cool Isn't it? I'm about to come in here and talk to you lot do a live chat about revolution And just before it happens, there's a priest and a nun in the corridor properly <laughs> Blessing down on me. Yeah, like proper holy God is great energy now Were those sound effects yours or did they...
1: but a big part of this book is spirituality
0: yeah, that's right, because I think that's where we went wrong. Here's the thing I heard that you are like. The problem, they said, with Marxism, which is only really just sharing, don't be scared of that word, I know we're in America. They said the problem with Marxism <laughs> is that it placed economics forever at the heart of politics, when what belongs at the heart of politics is spirituality. And socialism, in a way, is just a Christian principle, just the idea that we're all the same, we're all connected, we should share. We can't be happy if other people are suffering. It's just a sort of A logical thing So how did we get so far Off track Russell When we're really now uh, Far away from where We should probably be Maybe we're not so far off track. Maybe the organisations, the institutions are being created that that after the revolution will be of great service to us. Maybe media organisations that are currently used to keep people spellbound will be become purveyors and conveyors of necessary information. Maybe all of the corporate bodies that are around the world, the trade agreements that currently keep people impoverished and enslaved, perhaps will be used to distribute resources fairly. Maybe what we've built over the past century or so is the infrastructure required for a fair and just World. It's only a small ideological shift that's required. It seems insurmountable sometimes because every time you turn on the TV, you see some new form of ugly suffering. You're getting bombarded by ISIS or Ebola or there's another crisis in Ferguson and like just think, oh my God, what's happening? But what I try to do, Ron, because I feel, uh, you know, I feel that fear and uh, disappointment myself. What I try to remember is that we're just dealing with human beings and we all want the same thing. We all want the same thing. We are, whether we like it, we are all part of the one living garment of god we get distracted from that because it's more convenient for the people that govern us for us to see ourselves as atomized individualized and oppositional because when we come together we will make the rational decision that it's better for us to share things than allow a small group of people to dominate us and control us so what keeps us today allowing
1: that to happen we, we wake up this morning and we're like this doesn't feel
0: right but we all do it anyway I suppose maybe well for me what it is is like you know like I've got selfishness greed and lust in me and those frequencies are quite loud sometimes and we live in a culture that stimulates selfishness greed and lust so that frequency is spoken to it's easily accessible and it's easily fulfilled whereas like altruism uh, meditation reflection transcendence these are not ideas that are easily accessed We live in a sugar-coated culture. We're eating bad food. We're listening to bad ideas all the time. And it's the ugly side of us that is constantly stimulated and aroused. So, of course, it's difficult for us to go, my God, I've got to break away from it. Sometimes it takes a crisis for us to awaken. In my own life, when I was a drug addict, I only stopped taking drugs when it became unbearable to use drugs anymore. Every, Every significant change in my own life has come about as a result of Pain really And perhaps we're at the point now culturally Where the pain is sufficient and significant enough For us to consider real change So almost as a species we bottom out
1: yeah, And then we look to go Alright how do we recover you yeah. know, As a planet Yes I believe so Can I turn the chair a bit Because I you feel do anything uh, you Feng
0: do. Shui bad Yeah <laughs>
1: Okay, that should work Yes, yes. yes I can rotate
0: my head to you yeah. But I don't feel like I'm alienating the people I'm talking to Well, you're
1: really, I think, just the people with cameras <sighs> Are the ones that are nervous about that move But I'm glad
0: <laughs> he, got he got me good, he's got me good
1: <laughs> But I'm, I'm glad that you did it Because you felt
0: uncomfortable You make the move Yeah, we got it, Ron Because yeah. like me and you, we're connected already We've had right. some eye contact We made love gently before we started this session and now Symbolically Symbolically made love (laughs) Not symbolically, (laughs) Ron Anally, It meant something to me If it meant nothing to you No Let me just say This is I I
1: think one of the interesting things here I think for people Is that we're not used to Entertainers Or comedians Worrying about such things
0: Yeah, I know But that's because really I'm a person in disguise You know, like, I I became an entertainer, but really, like, I'm a person. And, like, when I get judged for being a famous person, you're a famous person! I wasn't born in Famestonia, in Fameland, in the village of Fameville. I'm from a place called Greys in Essex, which is a grim... Low expectation type of a town, like any ordinary American town. And when I went back there, except it's not American. I mean, there's that important distinction. It's England. <laughs> but like, uh, I think like, I've tried to find places that it's a bit like. Maybe it's like Camden, New Jersey. Maybe it's like that. People. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> shit! Fuck, shit! You poor bastard! <laughs> so, a man actually went. God, no! Man, like, I, <laughs> I grew up in Vietnam. <laughs> like, yeah, like um. Uh, It's a normal town, normal people. When I went back there recently, I was astonished to find that a place that had never been particularly affluent had now deteriorated to, it was sort of... Heartbreaking breaking to go there. People were wandering around, loads of people were drunk, just betting shops, pound shops. Like, people are just gambling and buying cheap stuff. And I feel, do you know what? I feel there's a sense of spiritual alienation. And while this stuff's going on, while people are feeling despondent and despairing, people are saying, why are our lives getting worse? Why have we not got access to resources, even if that resource is joy and happiness? We've been told that the problem is like, uh, it's immigrants or it's homosexuals or it's people that got a different amount of pigment from us or people in a different country to us that believe a slightly different book to us is a better book than the book that we like. So how can this be the problem? How can this be the problem when, when it's really obvious that in recent times there's been a massive kind of uh, cultural robbery, an economic robbery where a a small percentage of people have taken all of the money, taken all of the power, where inequality is uh, what I would say pre-revolutionary conditions have been achieved. Uh, 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 Congress in your country at the moment, I read in a piece of paper, has 8% approval rating. At the point of your last revolution, one third of people liked the government. The last time the people of America had taxation without representation, they threw the people that were tyrannising them out of the country because it was easy to visualise that the English were at the border British were an invading... Well, not an invading force. We brought you here very kindly. <laughs> helped you to ransack the land. And then, when you realised you could do it without us, you started killing us. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have not forgiven you for that. But other people, like me, see that as actually quite inspirational. <laughs> you, know, you should get rid of the government you have now for the same reason you got rid of George III. You're being governed by a maniac who doesn't care about you. You're the, the serving-only industry, serving-only corporations, and ordinary American people people for want of communication for want of a sufficient movement are getting shafted well i think a lot of people in this country thought the
1: revolution was going to start with barack obama the hope there were people in the streets people were singing people were feeling good and now of course they feel alienated from him
0: that's why i don't vote you know like so like people say to me a lot uh ah you don't vote so you shouldn't be allowed to say nothing i say you do vote, you shouldn 't be allowed to say nothing you 're participating in this thing i don 't believe that change can come from using the system that 's currently in place. The reason i don 't vote is for the same reason i don 't drink now polish there 's just no point <laughs> <laughs> there's no point if you, give me, if you give me someone if you give me someone worth voting for i 'll vote for them. This is what I want. I want a society where the people that are poorest and most vulnerable are taken care of. people that are ordinary and working get a decent life and the economic elites that are currently are, are on some sort of edifice of irreproachability on some plinth of inaccessibility contribute to our society when we think about like oh immigrants crossing the border this like a group of people robbing us ripping us off there is a little group of people that are robbing us and ripping us off it's an economic elite these people that like do you know like that the six walmart heirs right i've just inherited between the six of them as much money as the 150 million americans that have the least money 150 million americans ordinary people that uh, like work or don't work cuz they i don't know for whatever reason can't work they have as much money as these six people that all they did was emerge from the right vagina. That, 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 that's, that's me. Would any of you vote for that? Would any? If we were starting from scratch today, would we go, let's have a system where we give a tiny group of people all of the power and all of the resources, and then whenever there's a problem, blame the most vulnerable? Right. So like, we wouldn't vote for that now. Well, now is real. Now is happening. Now, in fact, is all there is. So it's just a decision it's a simple decision the first thing they do is they tell us there's no alternative there are alternatives the second thing they tell us is nothing can change things can change once we accept those two fundamental points then we could do whatever we want of course it won't be perfect but we are hardly competing with perfection we're competing with a system that is producing galling inequality and that is causing ecological meltdown that's what we're competing with that's what we're trying to do better than if this system that created those six walmart airs was like look we've got the six walmart airs and the galling inequality but look Look at the flourishing forest. Look at all the great work we've done with renewable energy. I go, yeah, you're right. I'll shut the fuck up. (laughs) But we're destroying the planet at the same time. Yeah. It's not good enough, Ron. Well,
1: so if we're not going to vote people out, what do we do? We're going to go to their houses and drag them out? Like the French Revolution? I mean, is that where we go with
0: this? How do we turn this thing? Well, look, on one level it's sexy isn't it a bit of that kind of revolution but on another level you know that you know that the idea of drag- there's some people like who's that guy John Bainham that was filmed giving uh, money to tobacco t- accepting checks to t- from tobacco lobbyists and giving them out to senators so they voted the right way him for example it's nice to envisage him being dragged from his home but that's like a, <laughs> that's not a nice thing for us to do you can't uh, you can't create love from hate so it's just a, like a physics thing probably so like so uh, like what I think is, imagine this. And if you're like, this is how I see it. If you are blissfully happy with your life, you're okay. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> if you're not happy check this. Are you happy with the amount of rent you're paying? Are you happy with the amount you're getting taxed? Are you happy with the way that your debt situation's working out, your credit card debts and your mortgages? Are you happy in your place of work? Do you feel represented in your place of work? Well, the chances are that if you're not, the reason you're not is because you have no power in that situation. There's no reason why the people that work in an organisation can't run the organisations for themselves, fairly, justly and democratically. We have democracy in name only. Democracy is a beautiful thing. Democracy is a thing worth having. Democracy is not what we've got. Being able to vote for two parties that are going to do basically the same thing, that is not democracy. Democracy is a beautiful idea. Democracy is necessary for any civilised and advanced nation. But democracy ain't what we have. So, like, the revolution is for democracy. Collectivise, organise your own workspaces, organise your own communities. It can be done. Let's not pretend we don't live at a time where millions of people, every Saturday night, vote on some bullshit reality programme for some person who's a good singer or a bad singer or whatever kind of singer. The tools are there, the means are there, the opportunity is there, the possibility is there. Think of the issues that locally affect you. Get involved in those issues, because together, unionised, unified and collectivised, we have power. As individuals, we have no power. That's why we are sold constantly the narrative of the individual that we are alone that it's our individual lives that matter
1: well when I was a kid the unions were everywhere Uh, they got crushed over the last you know 20 some years and then places like Walmart or the fast food places never unionized so we have a lot of people who work in this country work 40 hours and cannot uh, afford to live on the work that they put in I think that's the big change it's happened over
0: the years. Yeah, it's like uh, the rights of ordinary people are continually eroded, and we're sold the idea that that's somehow fair and just and necessary. So, like, I think, you know, forming working unions is a necessary part of it, but I don't think anyone wants to live in, like, you know, like, I don't sort of avert communism or for the same reason I don't like capitalism, because these are sort of tyrannical ideas that prevent individual people having freedom. I think that wherever there is power, deconcentrate that power. You know, no glamorous smiling individual having power over you. Because we've seen it. In my country we had Tony Blair, he seemed all lovely and nice. He just turned out to be a cunt, excuse my language. (laughs) In your country you had Barack Obama, he seemed to be all sort of charming as well. What did he fucking do? What has he done? I mean like you know, like people all sort of point to positive things, I don't know, like that healthcare thing or whatever. You deserve more we deserve more. We deserve fairness, justice. We deserve the things that are in your constitution. We deserve the democracy that the people of this country were promised. Thomas Jefferson said every generation should have a revolution because people, that's what happens is we're corrupted by power. People, you know, like I don't sort of, I don't believe in the big individualistic narrative. Like, I used to think, if you put me in charge, I'd be brilliant. But I know that if you put me in charge, I'd just become one of them. Any of us would. It's the systems that we need to dismantle, the systems themselves. You can't allow people to have that kind of power. You can't allow people to vibrate on the frequency of self selfishness and greed. We have to live communally, collectively, for one another, organize the way that we naturally would, the way that we would in nature. We are nature. We are part of nature. We have lost our connection to God. We have lost our connection to one another, and now we are suffering. But it's okay because it's in us. We are it. We can have it back whenever we want it. We can claim it whenever we want to. We should claim it now. You make a uh, a point in the book, too, that... A lot
1: of us work in the security industry, securing the money for the, for the rich. Um, and I hadn't really thought about that before. But you go out of your way to talk to people who think about these things all the time and then get that message out. Uh, explain some of that to the folks.
0: When I'd done my book, I realised that I wouldn't be the best person to handle the academic sort of side of things. I didn't have that good at education, so like I like got this essay from Noam Chomsky, analysed that. I spoke to Naomi Klein. I spoke to this bloke, Matt Stoller, who used to be on a TV program that I did here, who's worked in Congress for ages and ages, and he's totally disillusioned and thinks it's all like a total blag. I goes, "What revolutionary ideas would you suggest, mate?" And he goes, "Ban private security." Right, and I, and I thought why hold on a minute I don't understand that and then he explains that he says that there are more people working in private security in America than there are teachers Pe- the elite super rich people require security to to protect their wealth and it prevents them from interacting with society in an ordinary way it prevents people from being responsible get rid of security he said then people won't feel cosseted they won't feel safe and they'll have to start behaving in a responsible manner and I thought oh my god that's brilliant but it's also terrible. Terrifying, because guess who uses security? Me! <laughs> like, for example, now Sheldon is protecting me <laughs> right now. In this moment, Sheldon is protecting me. So I like, like I was saying, oh no, Matt, you're suggesting things where I'm gonna have to actually change me, me. I didn't want to change. I wanted to just tell other people how to. But that's not how it works, you know. Either you're in this or you aren't. Now the reason Sheldon is here with me is because uh, I keep saying things that I think, oh no, I'm probably someone is eventually gonna smash me in the face at least, aren't they? <laughs> eventually, sooner or later. So I thought it'd be nice to have Sheldon here to protect. But like, you know, like sort of. But what I recognise in Matt's point is he's a hundred percent. Right. That, that we're, we're, we're creating a sort of an economic apartheid where people can live protected behind walls, protected by other people, using their labour, living behind a private army. Protected behind Sheldon, really, when we look at it, he's Sheldon guy. is protecting me, but I, I don't know Sheldon. I hope I've behaved respectfully and in a polite manner and you have not felt exploited and that you're, uh, I'm a corporate elite that you're protecting. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God, Sheldon. <laughs> I hope that Sheldon doesn't in the car so I think, hold on a minute, this guy's got a point, and just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Which he could probably do with his thumb. Yeah. But let's just
1: say the Sheldons of the world don't care whether they're they're guarding Russell Brand or a drug runner or, you know, who. It doesn't matter to them. They think this is my position in life, so they keep the system.
0: We're all compromised. Yeah. We're all living in the aquarium. We're living in the aquarium of capitalism. How can we not swim in it? Look at the shoes I'm wearing. I grew up under this system. It's hard for me to not believe that fame and fucking and drugs and money are going to make me. It's hard for me not to believe that. My whole life I was told, get famous, get girls, get high. I've, my whole life. So it's like every day I still wake up with that message. Turn on your TV set. No one's saying, hey, connect with God. No one's saying that. And people are people do it. Fucking the worst kind of people imaginable yeah. yeah so like so like it's hard to access this message it's hard to communicate it selfishness and greed are on a kind of fast track you know those emotions those feelings that energy moves quickly so there, there's a lot to overcome. But we can't, again, it's not about perfection. I'm doing what I can. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else. I'm not saying I've got answers that other people can't access. All I'm saying is that I want to be part of this conversation. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. I've got no more obligation to change the world than anyone else in this room. But but, And I know that as an individual, I can't do anything. But as part of a collective, as part of a whole, we are very, very powerful together. And the charge of hypocrisy, that's an easy one to level us. Look at the world we live in. Look at the world we live in. We can't make it impossible to enter this. You can't say, right, the only way you can participate in this revolution is if you are a celibate, teetotal, shaven-headed, curtain-wearing monk. Otherwise, who the fuck wants to do that? We still want to be normal. We're going to wear clothes. People are going to go places. I love West Ham United Football Club. You know, what I mean, I'm not ready to be perfect. We're not competing with perfect. We're competing with galling injustice and tyranny. Mm. You know, uh, uh
1: you, you talked about the fame and riches and stuff like that. You took that about as far as most people can. Um, when did, did you find out it wasn't working for you? When did you think, I've achieved these things, I've achieved these goals, and I purchased some of these things, and I did the best drugs, and it doesn't work?
0: Well, the drugs I realized quite quickly because I took – they were quite good (laughs) they they ruin your life quick like crack and heroin is a fast track to realizing that drugs don't work that's like like you learn quickly on those and and the other stuff uh what it was like i mean it's kind of a lot of it is going as i say going back to the place where i was from i just thought hold on a minute i'm from Grays. i went back there to open a charity my friend was working at a mental health charity shop so i went back to this mental health charity shop and, uh, you know, they want me to open it and stuff. And when I got there, the town, I looked at the town where I was from and it was all broke down and all the people looked real poor and sad. And I thought, this is weird. And I got out of the Mercedes car that had driven me there. I felt, I to feel a bit bad and there were people behind a barrier. And I thought, oh, this ain't good. This is the people they're the same as me and they kind of look sad but like hopeful and I thought God they're there to just to see me open a charity shop it's kind of not good enough then I got in the charity shop itself it's a charity called Mind you know help people with mental health issues good charity or whatever but like I thought this shop's not going to do anything like there's not enough stuff in here this isn't something that should be handled in this way mental health is this important issue it affects like one in four people and it's being sort of left to this This little enterprise here. And it made me feel like despondent. I thought, oh, wow, because I've spent my whole life dedicating all my energy to self-aggrandizement, to individual success, to pleasure, pleasure and power. I've forgotten what is important. I've forgotten what is important. And I thought, well, that is kind of... They that moment helped to crystallise for me, and I get a lot of these moments that you actually can't make yourself happy through pleasure. You can distract yourself through pleasure, and I will make mistakes today again. I'm not perfect. I could have come here in sandals, dressed in a blanket. I made a decision not to do that because I thought I looked cooler like this, you know. And I'm still, I you know, love women. I love you know, like it's, I noticed in the hall. Right? See, <laughs> I'm not even sure all those people were women. <laughs> so one of them was a nun. I mean. <laughs> I like a challenge. Ron. Yeah, what I, what I know. I
1: when, when someone says to a nun, can I get your email? I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, well. How about picking up another habit? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you, but you, you got to that place and it's an, it's emptier than you wanted it to be. It's the, the things, the fame
0: and all just didn't feel. No, it don't work. Yeah. Like, so if you're at the Oscars. Like you sort of, and you sort of think, hold on a minute, I'm bored. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. Like I, I mean, sometimes I've, I've watched it on the telly and I've liked it, but like you sort of think, what, like, it's not right. Or the Vanity Fair party after the Oscars, and everyone just looked like they was tied up in those t- tuxedos, like they were bound. And 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 that Vanity Fair party, it seemed like a paddock to me, like a farmyard, like some sort of battery farm of fame. It didn't seem right. And I could see in people's famous faces, their trapped humanity, and it felt didn't feel right. I felt sad there. Mm. And I thought. This is like, like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I would have given anything to go to the Oscars or the Vanity Fair party. And there'll be kids growing up now thinking that the answer is fame and fortune and all that stuff. And it's a deception and it's pointless. Now, no one could have told me not to pursue it. I'm too greedy and too egotistical. I had to have it. But now I so that energy is okay. Someone I was said to this Swami bloke once when I was younger, Oh what shall I do? Shall I become a monk? He went pfft no like, he <laughs> says you ain't cut out for it. Look at you, you silly sod, you've got the wrong energy. He said, But like devote yourself to God. Devote your ego even to God. Give what you can give. Do what you can do. It's no point in us demanding perfection of one another, perfection for the next world, you know. Mm. So what I can do is I'm a loud mouth, I'm funny, and I've got certain uh, other capabilities that I'm prepared to exploit. You know, so like that's what I can give and we can all give something. And as for the not working business, yeah, I just, it's not meant to work. It's meant to distract. It's meant to distract. It's meant to distract. That's what it's meant to do. Look at the people. Like, why are all these people killing themselves? Why is Philip Seymour Hoffman dead? Why is Amy Winehouse there? Why are these people... Like, if it worked, Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's not like he was just famous. He was respected, lauded, loved, adored. It meant nothing to him. Now, obviously, the man was a drug addict, you know. Um, but, like, you'd think that, given the cultural narrative that we're all buying into, being an Oscar-winning, adored actor would get rid of the misery behind addiction. Drug addict is means you're trying to solve a problem of sadness by taking drugs. You feel sad, you feel disconnected, you take drugs to self-medicate. That's what drug addict means to me, anyway. So... Like there's evidence all around us that this isn't working. There's evidence all around us. It's clear where this is going. We're being told that you we're know, going theres 50 to 100 years before the planet's fucked, we can already see seeping like a fog. Armageddon all around us, some people Armageddon has happened for them already, they're already on the street, they're already fucked it's already started, it's already started Ferguson, it's already beginning, it's already beginning so like for us, we have the choice now like how to, like whether or not we want to awaken and participate and it doesn't have to be some sort of like a devotional sackcloth and ashes deal, we can just sort of like right, am I happy with how much I'm paying on my mortgage, am I happy how much I'm paying my tax, am I happy with the way my community's run if the answer's no, what are you going to do Talk to other people. Are they happy? No, I'm not actually because no one is and so organize and become active and more and more We have the technology for us to communicate on a global level. We know how to act on a local level. It's possible It's easy in fact Well, I do agree that
1: you don't run into a lot of happy people and now instead of copying drugs on the street You know the way we grew up the pharmaceutical companies are inventing new drugs to give to people legally And that seems to be a way to try to calm people down rather than think about the things that are rattling around in your mind right now.
0: The reason the world won't change under the current system is because it's working for them. For that, that's the result. Is that they're not going to go? They're not going to change it. They've got what they want. With the right are corporations in complete control. Yes. Can corporations do whatever they want without persecution? Yes. Are we making billions of dollars at Exxon, Monsanto, at Pfizer? Yes, yes, yes. What's the fucking problem? There is no problem if you're them. There's no problem. The problem only begins if you're taking unnecessary drugs that haven't been properly trialed. If you can't get proper cancer care because you ain't got enough money and they won't release drugs that cure the disease because there's not enough money in them. We all know this stuff is happening and we pretend. It's not because it's too inconvenient to face up to that idea. It's too painful and ugly for us to face that idea. I like this guy Buckminster Fuller. He says, just deal with what's necessary. He wrote a book called Operating Instructions or Operating Manual for Spaceship Planet Earth, I think it was called, Spaceship Earth. And like in it, he says, we've got a planet, we've got some people on the planet, we've got some resources on the planet. The systems we have should be to get the resources to the people. That's it, and preserve the planet. Now, any systems that don't do those jobs, get rid of them. Capitalism doesn't do that job. It can't do that job because the system of capitalism is get resources towards these people quickly at... All costs. doesn't matter what it does. doesn't matter if it destroys the planet. It doesn't matter if it destroys people's lives. The system is doing what it's designed to do. Now, it doesn't work, so it's going to fail again soon. It hemorrhaged really badly in 2007 and eight. It's going to fail again soon. They're preparing for what follows it. And if we don't do something, it, what follows it will be worse. It will be worse than capitalism. That's why $4.2 billion of military equipment is being distributed among local national American police forces, because what's happening in Ferguson is going to happen elsewhere. We know the most vulnerable people in society are the canary in the cage. Once they start fucking with people they think don't vote or don't have any power or can't organize or collectivize or be considered, I don't know, lower or disposable or whatever. Look at the people that are in the prisons. Look at the people that can't get healthcare. Look at the people that are homeless. Look at the people that are already on the front line, because that's where it's going for all of us. And we're not happy anyway. We're not happy in our cozy, sequin-covered cages. We're not happy anyway. And being a human being can be magnificent, joyful. We all know this. We all know this. So for me, it's a simple and obvious course of action. I think
1: if we all have little moments, we feel like the rest of it is worth putting up with. You know, everybody will just have these nice moments, whether it's a Sunday dinner with their family or getting together with some friends. But across the board, I don't think people feel that connected on a daily basis.
0: No, I'm quite lucky because I'm a drug addict and alcoholic I have to get stay in the company of other drug addicts and alcoholics I have to belong to community-based spiritually motivated communities I have to have daily contacts with a higher power and it gives me a real release and a real connection. that I think having the sort of the spiritual aspect of human life castrated has really calmed us very mm. badly because all of this material world is a manifestation of a subtler energy. It's written in every code, it's written in every religion on earth, as in heaven, as above, so below. It's clear, isn't it, from quantum physics that there is a microscopic ballet that occurs beneath the senses that governs all, that all things are connected, that the rules of physics, when you get down to brass tacks are ignored they're ignored that particles behave simultaneously as a that, that an electron behaves simultaneously as a wave it behaves as a, a wave of possibilities until observed then it formulates as a particle that's like beyond logic that the same <laughs> electron can exist in two places simultaneously that is god just using different words everything is one everything is moving within infinite possibility so it's not just in the esoteric language of the vedas or the bible or the quran it's now emerging into the language of science but because the constantly we impose the template of individualism materialism capitalism over our culture, the normal truth can 't breathe the normal truth can 't be expressed a very an uh, unhealthy idea is constantly fortified so really all it is is that we need to access the stuff like what they say wisdom is acting on knowledge once you start to know that oh, we, we can 't really be happy if certain people are if, if people are exploited or or if the planet is being is deteriorating we can't can't on an individual level be happy. We have to just dispense with that idea. You know, you bring up the recovery
1: thing, and I think think it's kind of amazing that that thing that you're talking about is not really open for non-addicts, you know, but here these people will go into the basement of the church, not in the church, and in that basement, quite frankly, everybody is in charge. You know, at one moment... You're a speaker at another moment, you're a listener at another moment, it's your time to take out the trash. Uh, and I think a lot of this stuff that you are talking about is bringing that kind of thinking into government and into corporations. You're right,
0: Ron. Yeah. I mean, like in the book, I put some of the traditions of these fellowships that are based on anonymity, so I'm not in a position to say whether or not I belong to them at the level of press, radio, and films. That's an obligation I have. If I were a member, I'd have that obligation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of the principles are every group is fully self-supporting and fully autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or our organisation as a whole. So your group can do whatever it wants, as long as you're not messing with any other groups or planet Earth. Another thing they have is our leaders are but trusted servants; they do not govern. So no one gets in that position of like, yeah, I'm fucking brilliant. Well, of course they do; they're all maniacs. <laughs> but then it, the time ends. Right. You know, like you know, like. And when I go in there, like you know, sort of, I think you know, I I'm used to being all famous and stuff, and people are interested in famous people or whatever. But it don't really last because everyone's there for the same reason and you're right, Ron, because in microcosm that demonstrates what we're all dealing with. We're all here on this planet, we're all going to die, for all of us the most important thing is love and community and family and friendship, and yet we spend all our lives. When did, When is the technological revolution going to deliver this leisure lifestyle we were promised? Where are these four-hour days? Where is it? Why are people working harder and harder to remain in debt while polluting their own bodies and the planet, and told constantly that there's no alternative? It's not True. We know it's not true, and we wouldn't do it if we were told there was an alternative. If those alternatives were explo- if those alternatives were exploit, uh, explored and expressed. And the new phone lasts as it gives you as much happiness as a blast of coke. You know, what I mean, right. it doesn't last. I went past an Apple store. I went for a little run this morning to go and get some coffee. One of the few drugs I'm still allowed. And outside the Apple store, there were people sat on cardboard boxes in the rain to get a new Apple phone. And it's like a pil- it's like they're making themselves homeless. <laughs> you know, like They're yeah. electing to be homeless to get the phone. And it's like a pilgrimage, right? That's the kind of thing you do for God. It's like, I'm going there, and I'll sit down, and I will wait, and I will receive my blessing. And, like, you know, I get excited. I've got an iPhone. I've got two. I've got one for this country, one for this. I ain't got the next one yet. I just think, I can't keep playing this fucking game. It's never going to end. Like, they're like... Uh, and you know but like I have things like that I ain't better than them I'm not better than them if someone tells me that here's a shop where you're free of charge you can smooch around with hot girls I'll be out there in a box <laughs> <laughs>
9: I'm
0: not better than anybody else I'm not better than anybody else but I just like you know they, so the sad thing ain't that they're doing it the sad thing is that it ain't gonna make them happy how yeah. can it how can it how can that silly little device that's spying on us giving all our information to Google Facebook and the government how can it really help us I mean I love the little guy Siri or whatever he's called, sarcastic little bastard. I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Uh,
1: How how has these ideas that you have now affected you in Hollywood? Do uh, do they still want to make movies with you? Do they?
0: No, I don't think so. I can't imagine. I mean, (laughs) I can't imagine that they do. But like, but like to tell you the truth, I mean, Hollywood. There's no Hollywood. Just like there's no crack house. You know, like a crack house. I was in one recently. On a police raid. I went with the police and did a police raid, and I went into a crack house. And it was the first time, even though I'm a person that frequented crack houses, it was the first time in my life I thought, this isn't a crack house. This is just a house with poor people in it that have taken crack to help them cope with being poor. A crack house is a good way of labeling that to make us hate them. Yeah. And it sort of, it sort of dawned on me in that moment that it was like kicking down the door of a terminal cancer ward. Like the people in there were like, help us. Help us. You are criminals. You are criminals you're to jail <laughs> help me help me it's like a sort of absurd situation mm. and the same with Hollywood mm. I know people that were executives at Warner Brothers that their main thing in their life is being a devotee to the uh, living saint Amma. I know people that work at Sony that all they care about is their children then people know that it don't work there's no like you know like sort of I was with Alec Baldwin a couple of days ago he's a, a more fiery intelligent new New Yorker you could not hope to meet i mean but we're like the same way as I got these trainers on and I'd like to still need Sheldon to take care of me like we're all just human beings with our flaws you know like we could all regardless if you've got 10 million quid a million quid or 20p you could all give away all of your money and live with nothing if you wanted to that's an option that's open to all of us but that's more communist than the shit we're trying to avoid it's not like it's not like it's this or it's living in the forest so there's levels <laughs> stop destroying the planet be a bit more fair. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. Uh, and most of those people, like we said, in the corporations, even when they're pretty high up, most of them are still slaves to that system. They have to make a profit every three to four months, or else they're in trouble.
0: Yeah, there is the systemic, isn't it? The human beings are the same as us. The same as they've got kidneys, livers, pancreas, lungs like us. They've got emotions just like us. I bet if you met Rupert Murdoch or Donald Trump or any of them and hung out with them, I bet they're all right. In fact, I met Donald Trump and he was all right. He was kind of nice. He was nice to me. It's just... What I thought with him is, is you know, like, sometimes don't you think, like, with, like, a football or a basketball player, you think, fucking hell, you're not lucky that basketball's a thing because you earn a fucking fortune from something that's... Basically, a bit stupid, <laughs> right? Like, and I love football. I love football basketball. Pff, I'm not American. But, like, football, like, they're earning so much money from a thing that, what if that didn't mean anything? All like, right, for 90 minutes, you kick the ball, you gotta get it in there, you know, this is how we dress, this is how I do. Pay millions of pounds, right? And this is, I thought it's the same with Donald Trump. It's like, you know that board game Hungry Hippo? Do you know that? Mm. Uh, like, it's like a game where there's marbles in the middle and each of you has a hippo that you operate by a handle and you've got to get as many marbles as possible and get them back. Now, we could, as a culture, decide that we are going to revere people that are good at Hungry Hippo. <laughs> the people that are good at Hungry Hippo, they are our kings. They are our gods. We are the Hungry Hippo <laughs> worshippers. And then the people that are good at Hungry Hippo they're going to have all the money. They're going to have all the resources. They're going to get all the best girls. They're going to get the best wherever they want. And I think that's kind of like what capitalism is. Because outside of capitalism, Donald Trump seemed a bit daft. Right. He didn't seem like he knew much. Like, I kept like, going, does it make you happy, Donald? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> like, but Donald, Donald, what? I give a lot of money to charity. Like, he's just sort of like, it's like a, the thread of consciousness is thin. It's not like... A person that's a super guy or anything is just good at Hungry Hippo and we live in Hungry Hippo land. But we didn't, I don't know when we decided to make that game the game that matters. Seeing how it's destroying the planet, seeing how it's making more people unhappy than it's making happy, have a new game now. So, we're saying, we uh,
1: what, uh, the same thing happens when you play Monopoly, when you get to a certain point, you have to say, look, this game sucks, let's restart the game, you know? And, and what Turn we, the board over! Yeah, right. But what we don't do when we play Monopoly is saying, see all those chips, your children will get those, you know what I mean? Like in the case of the Walmart heirs. Yeah, it's they, been going
0: on for yeah, hundreds of years! Yeah,
1: they just wake up and go, I'm doing great at Monopoly, this is fantastic. <laughs> They're uh, doing so well! Yeah, yeah turn um, the board over
0: yeah. who are you the dog the top hat
1: uh i would normally go race car Ooh. or top hat after that
0: i like the dog i like the yeah. top hat and who wants to be that iron
1: fuck the iron <laughs> <laughs> the uh thimble is always the real <laughs> well, that's,
0: uh, that's actually a piece what if you have to be something else like a, like as like an orange pip or a bit of marijuana <laughs> <laughs> i've lost the pieces stupid game so,
1: really, revolution is about turning the board over and starting a, a brand new game. Uh, and one, uh, here's, the, I think, one of the tough things, though. You bring up spirituality, and we've broken that down into so many pieces now. Yeah. What can we do so that spiritual people can maybe not drop bombs on each other or round each other up and put each other in, in
0: depends i think well, can't we get a consensus that in all of those different books that we all enjoy so much quran bible that i don't know like it seems to me the most important things and all of them have this in there is be kind to one another uh, don't get all greedy don't get all greedy Don't get distracted All of them have that As the main message People are too selective About the bits That they think are important I think the most important bit Is the bit about Not being gay That's, that's hardly even in there <laughs> and, 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 and there's none of them Have a bit where they go It's okay for some people To be really really rich Fuck everyone else None of them have that None of them have that Jesus mentions money lenders Economic inequality All the time He's obsessed with it so Get these money lenders Out of the temple You can't get into heaven If you're rich It's just it's the main it's his main point. Stop caring about money. And then the Republican neoliberal right, like, who is their Jesus? Who is their Jesus? I don't want to worship that guy. He sounds awful. It's like Donald Trump with long hair <laughs> at the sides and a cloud on top. <laughs> that sort of willpower haircut that he has, <laughs> held together by belief. And then. <laughs> And like it, like in the same with you know, it's like it's just a choice. Like you know, guess how the Dutch economy collapsed, right? Everyone was really, really into tulips, everyone. And the fucking Dutch, they were rinsing it on the tulip front. They had the best tulips, they had the most tulips. Then one day, everyone went fuck tulips. <laughs> and that was the end. <laughs> fuck tulips. No, but tulips, tulips. <laughs> fuck <'em. laughs> them. That to invent the red light district and the marijuana <laughs> trade. They're still reeling. Yeah. All, all we have to do is stop believing in this idea, and it's. Over. That's all we have to do. It's that, well, That's why they have to invest so much money in media broadcasting one message in a military and a police force that holds people down. Because as soon as we go, hey, hang on, it's over. That's it, it's over. The minute people go onto the streets, disobey, don't pay their taxes, don't pay their mortgages, don't pay their credit cards, come together, create their own communities and their own systems that are fair, live lives built around the values that we actually feel, then it's over. They know that. They know that. And that's why we have to be very loving to the police because we don't want them to kill us when this shit kicks off. Well, you know, most of the values that we get, let's say
1: whether it's patriotism or religious values, are brought to us very early in life. Uh, I don't. I think that's the only time I ever saw, said the Pledge of Allegiance. I never have to say it now as an adult, but as a little kid, it was a very big deal mm-hmm. to stand up and everyone faced the flag together. And here we were, pledging our allegiance. To a flag, it's kind of crazy now as an adult, but that's
0: what they do to us with with everything. Yes. They get to us when we're really, really little. It's really important that we, as responsible and awake people, uh, remind children of what is important. Remind people that uh, there are many very beautiful things about America, but America is just an idea. Uh, England is just an idea. It's just a concept, like karate or Cheerios, is only there if you believe in it, if you believe uh, that, that, you know, and the America I believe in is the America that created the civil rights movement, the, the America that created rock and roll, the America that creates so much great culture and is responsible for so many great ideas. I don't believe in this new America that the neoliberal right are trying to create, going around the world, causing wars, stealing resources, the same as my country did when we were the most country powerful country in the world. I don't believe in that. I believe in ordinary people and the right for us to come together and live our own lives in the pursuit of happiness, things that are in the fucking Constitution but are ignored except for them. They, for them, they have socialism. When their big institutions and banks fail, they quantitatively ease their way out of it. They have socialism already for the rich. They know those values are correct. It's just for us that they don't want sharing. It's just for us they don't want connectivity and community.
1: I think, though, it goes back to something you said earlier, too, though, about bottoming out. Until this thing crashes, I don't know whether we will make a new game. I think we're going to play this out Mm. until it's so painful that it's unbelievable.
0: Well, that's what I did as an individual, Ron. So maybe, maybe that is necessary. But we're, the the thing is, we're approaching that crisis. We're approaching that crisis. The only way it matters is that, you know, we have to be an expression of what is the, uh, I mean, who, what is the transcendent and absolute Reality. What is it that we are an expression of here? What is it that we're all feeling? What is it that we are part of here? For me, it's the, you know, it it may take that. It may take that crisis. Perhaps it will. But the fact is that that is probably coming quite soon. My individual revolution has. Already occurred. It's not been a total success. I'm not perfect. I still wear these shoes, but I'm a lot better than I was. We're not looking for perfection though. We're just looking for improvement. And I, to tell you the truth, I already know that how, how parliamentary process and probably how democracy works in this country is they won't yield anything until you make it impossible for them to not continue. Until, until you say, for example, no money in politics, no money in politics, until you make it impossible, they'll just continue. They'll just continue. Like children. You know, you have to make it impossible for them to do. what they want to do, I guess. Uh, Don't be frightened about it. It will play itself out. What I think is that if something has resonance, if it's in me and if it's in you, it will find expression. It will find expression. We just have to be focused together as individuals in a community and not be frightened and on an individual basis try to live decent lives. And I think that it will take care of itself. None of us are God, but we are all taken care of by God.
1: The book is Revolution. Russell Brand is with us, and I promise some of the folks in this room that you would answer some questions uh with them and and how by the way are you enjoying going around talking about these things because a lot yeah uh, I was scared at first yeah I mean it is completely different uh I don't know how far we go back before an entertainer did this but, uh, you know Lenny Bruce and you know how that turned out Bill Hicks spent some time talking about some of these ideas but it's a very very rare thing i think for an entertainer to do um over here we have.
7: Uh, you had written a piece about Margaret Thatcher uh, for the Guardian, I think maybe 2013 when she passed. Um, I just really enjoyed it. But did you ever get to make the comedy sketch that you talked about uh, with her being carted off by kidnappers?
0: No, I like revisionist history. I like the. I like the idea. Wouldn't it be a funny idea? I when I when I saw Margaret Thatcher, uh, she was watering a rose garden in. Uh, towards the end of her life they used like I, we was it, me and my mate were walking around london my mate knows london well so he can go look come through this door you're allowed in there and i like what are we allowed in here yeah yeah no one knows but you can do it so he took us in this place margaret thatcher all old was watering some roses and uh and, I was like, and the, like we could like and the geezer like some plumber or whatever goes uh that's margaret thatcher over there she comes here every sunday to water the roses and i was like fucking hell because like this woman was like the queen of our country when we were kids margaret thatcher you know and uh And I see, and she looked all frail, and she's just a human being. She's just a human being, and uh, and I thought it crossed my mind to kill her. <laughs> like, sort of, like, you know, just like, just been the same way. It always crosses my mind to jump off of buildings and smash stuff. I mean, it just crosses my mind. My mind's stupid. But then I thought like, uh, you know, but I feel sad and I feel humanity and I feel love for her. And I sometimes think that love must be the answer. Well, how would they, like, if instead of when we're next protesting, instead of shouting like aggressive stuff, what if we're just sort of going to David Cameron or Barack Obama or whoever? We love you. Come on. You could do better. I love you. I love you. Like, sort of try to cheer them up. Maybe it will confuse them. Like, yeah. What is this love? <laughs> but anyway, when I saw her I thought it'd be funny if someone like if you kidnap Margaret Thatcher and like you know you holding her to ransom but then you'd have to deal with her <laughs> like she's an intense person what on earth are you doing put me down it'd be really hard to dominate Margaret Thatcher <laughs> I think one of my friends was commissioned to write a poem about her for like a lefty kind of organisation you know and he said, so he researched her on YouTube and he said in the end he had to stop because if you watch her on the telly you start liking her because she's so fucking intense and powerful like, you think it's attractive, you know, when people are like that. I see there was some. there's a TV show where, like, a kid's TV show that she was on in Norway for some reason. I've never fully understood it, but look at it on YouTube. It's funny. Where the presenter goes, oh, at the end of every show, we ask our guests to jump up and down. It's just a bit of fun. Kofi Annan from the UN. He did it when he was. And she goes, absolutely not. <laughs> nothing could compel me. Absolutely nothing. No, no, no. You just think, that one's not taking any shit. You know, like, if that, people ask me, I'll just go, all right. You know, and it's powerful and... Admirable. Mm. Interesting person. Um, isn't that always
1: interesting, though? Once you get to meet people and know them a little bit, you find out most of the time they're not the devil, that they've got something that they're attempting to do something for positive reasons. Just like we talked about with drugs. You take drugs for a positive right. reason. yeah, the positive know?
0: impulse. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. Hitler probably, yeah, well, he didn't go, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah did he was like i've got to get this done it's the best thing i've thought about it for ages this is the answer yeah. like i bet if you spent ages with him you go well, he's trying his best yeah, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> but he just did he was a bit out of whack with the frequency of pure consciousness what with the old yeah. genocides you but, know but he actually probably did get
1: home and go i give and i give and i give and no one gives a shit it's really <laughs> driving
0: me crazy <laughs> You know. <laughs> no one seems to know how hard it is to run this rank. Yeah. I'm trying my best. Look at the mood he was in. He was furious. Yeah. It's unappreciated. Yeah. B- I'm grateful, for bastards. Yeah. Jesus, do you want to calm down? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, over here.
5: I was just thinking about your brand new book, just sitting over there, and Thank
0: was you. wondering about uh, favorite pages. Ah, yeah, there's a good bit in here that I like. Uh, there's a bit when. I was in the Marines for 20 hours. Like, because it's hard to be in the Marines. Like, I was in the Marines. Can you imagine? The US Marine Corps. Look at me. <laughs> I was in the Marines. It went badly. They were nice, actually. They were so kind to me and lovely. And I loved their Marines, as a matter of fact. But uh, I wasn't well suited to it. I don't have the right personality. <laughs> another word so they made me do an assault course another word for obstacle course is assault course and i can see how both terms have flourished because when i finally embarked on the horrific sequence of logs and fences and nets and ropes assaulted is how i felt they may as well have called it a humiliation course the other marines that's right other marines <laughs> hopped zipped and sauntered across each awful vicissitude like butch Najinsky's <laughs> then came my turn i hate doing things that i'm shit at especially in front of people who are good at them the only way that obstacle course could have been made more traumatic is if they I brought along a girl I fancied to watch. With each tentative tiptoe and stumble, I had to inwardly assure myself that I was a good comedian and that my life was not pointless. I am addicted to comfort, I thought, as I tumbled into the wood chips. I have become divorced from nature. I don't know what the names of the trees and birds are. I don't know what berries to eat or which stars will guide me home. I don't know how to sleep outside in a wood or how to skin a rabbit. We have become like living cutlets, sanitised into cellular ineptitude. They say that the supermarkets have three days' worth of food food, that if there was a power cut in three days the food would spoil, that if ATM machines stopped working, if cars couldn't be filled with fuel, if homes were denied warmth within three days we'd be roaming the streets like pampered savages, like urban zebras with nowhere to graze the comfort has become a prison, we've allowed them to turn us into waddling pipkins what is civilization but dependency, now I'm not suggesting we need to become supermen, that solution has been averred before and did not end well prisoners of comfort, we dread the apocalypse what will we do without our pre-packed meal and cosy jails and soporific glowing screens rocking us comatose. So that's a passage that I Ooh. enjoy <laughs> yes. from the book where it talks about life in the Marines. <laughs> Russell, how do you write? Do you sit down and write? Do you dictate? Yeah. I remove all other possibilities then i can write like if there's anything else that i could be doing i'll do it you know mm. like uh wanking i'd rather do wanking <laughs> uh eating i'd rather do that walking around i'd rather do it. like you know so i have to go right don't there's nothing else now write. and then i always enjoy it once a minute once a minute i love it but like i have to take everything else out of picture
1: Everything else has to be done. No one can roll a ball by you or off you'll, you'll chase yeah, yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I'll do anything. I'll do anything yeah. to avoid. Oh, I better go and play with the dog. Oh, I better look out the window. Like If there's any other options, I'll, I'll take them. There's something about it. I'm averse to that kind of work for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Uh, how is writing this different from writing your act? You know when you when you write your stand-up.
0: I don't when I do stand-up. I don't write it down I just bullet point ideas normally it's things I have found humiliating or embarrassing I just make a note that was humiliating and embarrassing never ever tell anybody that (laughs) Yeah That's a good place to start for you. Yeah, yeah. if you think you don't want anyone to ever know it Then that's it's probably funny, you know Uh,
4: next uh, question. We have over here Uh, um well, the title of your book is A uh, Revolution. Uh, things with rev with revolutions that since the dawn of human history, when there's a revolution, people die. A lot of people die horribly, which is what makes me fearful of the term. And I was wondering if we're at a time, and I guess in our evolution, where we can really change, like, like, are we yet civil enough to have this kind of great change before a crisis without so many, the cost of lives and people? Can we, like... I guess, revolutionize the revolution. <laughs>
0: like, well, I hope that, yeah, I think you're right, and I think it's an important point that you raise, mate, because no one wants a situation that's worse. No one wants us to sort of induce a crisis, but there have actually been revolutions, like the Indian Revolution, while there was brutality practiced upon the uh, Indian revolutionaries that threw out uh, the British, ungrateful, after we <laughs> gave them trains. Like, <laughs> yeah, like. <clears throat> they like they were not non-violent they were absolutely committed to non-violence and more recently in iceland there was a revolution when their government and their financial industry plunged them into crisis and like in our countries the, they went oh we're just going to bail out these guys the icelandic people went you fucking ain't and they kicked out their government and they kicked out the financial industries and guess what no one could do anything because our compliance is a necessary ingredient now i know the word revolution people immediately start thinking of like kalashnikovs and barricades you know but by revolution i simply mean like as albert einstein said change cannot come from the system that created the problem you've got to get outside of that system and as i said before putting myself very neatly in a line with einstein (laughs) for them it ain't a problem for them it ain't a problem they've got what they want this is what they want it's going really well for them so we have to help them we have to help them to realize no we can't do that through violence because then that's kind of we wanted not violence if it's like if you don't like barbarism it can't be you just don't like other people's barbarism you've got to not like barbarism if your principle is non-violence and you don't want people in other countries being violent then you can't solve that problem with violence because we just agreed didn't we that the problem was violence so violence we can't have that and we don't know what the response will be the response will be ah these people are selfish these people are hypocrites these people are greedy Ah, we have to put them in prison they're they're fucking children i mean they'll, they'll find some way of saying but it's because they don't want change because they want it to stay like this but they like us are part of the living garment of god and we have to help them you have to help them by showing them and I suppose like on an individual basis I have to improve and become a better person I have to be less selfish and greedy and more patient and more tolerant and more loving and serve more people be more, more service. When I, In all seriousness, when I chat to that nun and priest and we all know Catholicism doesn't come without fucking problems You know, like I felt cool I liked it. I liked talking to that nun, especially. I don't know who she is. She presumably has got, she's a radio station here at Sirius, I'm guessing, right? Yes. She's, she's a good woman. You could yeah. tell that that person is not on the frequency of, hopefully my radio show will go well, and then I'll get a new car. <laughs> <laughs> a, she's a, she's, a, she's a, not, that, that's not where she's vibrating. And whenever we meet people like that, it's inspiring to us because their freedom is. infectious. So I suppose we have to cultivate in ourselves that freedom that realisation, that knowledge that we have. freedom is accessible to us that God is within us, the kingdom of heaven is within. Be still and know that I am God. They're telling us the answers. The answers are all around us and we have to find it in ourselves very gently and very lovingly and acknowledge that we want things to change. If we don't want things to change we don't have to. This isn't a mandatory revolution but for any of us that want to participate in it it's available to us and this is a chance for us to all be equal And to participate in something that is beautiful
1: I also think that violence is part of the old system That they know how to handle a violent uprising Because they've done it since the beginning So there, there does have to be a different way of saying We want to play a new game
0: John yeah. Lennon was very articulate on that. He says that if you're violent, they've got a system for that. They'll just, like, if you're violent, Like violence is a crime. You've got to go to prison now. Like, so, like, you know, like, so that's it. You're out of the game. It's like, you know, if you're complaining about your Verizon account, you know, like, uh, my Verizon is not working. There's something wrong. Like that. If you, like, you have to. Do it really cleverly Don't you You have to go Yes oh no of course No I appreciate what you're saying It's just the text bundle And this isn't working Or whatever If you ever go Look you fucking go He's like No I'm sorry You lost They can hang yeah. up on you Once you do that You know you can't So one, if you go off the frequency you've, You're part of the problem Innit And that's why that Solzhenitsyn quote Which I said on The View Of all programmes yesterday I was quoting Solzhenitsyn On The View <laughs> I don't even know Who Solzhenitsyn is <laughs> But Solzhenitsyn was A Russian dissident And writer Who was putting gulags Under I think Stalin But he, he, uh, what he said was is the line between good and evil runs not between nations, creeds, religions, colours or cultures but through every human heart that it's in all of us that it's in all of us so if we become violent then oh, we're on the wrong side if we're like you know if you think of it the extremists of ISIS and the extremists in our own government they need each other they get on to create more extremism more terror more fear more violence people get more frightened and angry in the Middle East because there's bombings more people join ISIS more people join ISIS they do more bombings more people vote Republican So they need each other they need each other so we have to sort of go we'll, we'll leave you crazy extremist motherfuckers to your deal we're here in the humanity business of you know believe what you want to believe as long as you don't want to hurt no one and we'll support you regardless of what book you're into i got time for one more question over here
2: Right, hi russell hello um, mate so uh, my question was you mentioned earlier about the media not really uh, being part of the problem because you're not going to hear anything about being more spiritual there i do watch your uh YouTube series The Trues Thanks (laughs) True News (laughs) That's right And I was just wondering If you were planning on Expanding that at all I watched the one with um, Alec Baldwin And I thought it was More of a uh, More of a Talk show Type of format I was just curious if,
7: If that couldn't help Start your revolution
0: Do you think it's a good idea thanks mate well yeah we are going to try to do it like uh, the truth is like I analyse media like I watch a lot of Fox News and it's so funny if you watch it it's a quite good trick actually like Mm -hmm. say there's someone in your life that you can't stand them you don't like them or something like because I had one There was a producer I used to work with when I was on drugs and so I was probably like he really used to really annoy me but just to give you some context I was taking crack and heroin at work so (laughs) I am not blameless (laughs) in the scenario it's almost like the guy was under pressure or something (laughs) working under untenable conditions. Well, like my mate, Matthew, goes to like, I was like, fucking can't stand that guy. He fucking annoys me. I hate him. I hate him. And my mate, Matt, goes, just pretend that he's a... a he said Alan Partridge. Like, that's a <laughs> British TV sitcom character, but I suppose it's comparable to, so I don't know... Cliff from Cheers Or something like that Or Kramer You know Like Kramer is lovely Just goes Just pretend That he's like a sitcom character And like you're just watching it And, like, and I started doing that And it was really great You <laughs> know I just sort of, like, started to like him Like wow What's he going to say now Oh my god Are we actually doing this Alright okay like, So it might turn my life Into sort of a comedy show I liked it And um and Same with Fox News Like if you like Watch Bill O'Reilly And Sean Hannity Like they're comedy characters They're really good Like Bill, Bill O'Reilly <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I ain't doing it. No, listen to me. He's like, oh, wow, I love you. And, 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 like, and like sort of Sean Hannity's whining confusion. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like, okay, sort of like interesting. <laughs> but they're so confused. It makes me love them, um, so like that's how the truth comes from that idea of like just like oh my god, do you, what are you saying? Do you actually think those things? Like it's funny, you know, and like so yeah, I, I, I like doing that true news. I think we're going to do more of it, and we want other people actually to send us their own stuff, and you know we'll give people the graphics so that they can make it. I think it has to be good if we're putting it under our logo, but like uh, people can do what they want.
1: Well, what if you got a call from a, from a big
0: media company to do this? Oh, That's TV, good. Man. Would you do it?: I guess we'd have to uh We'd have a vote. Yeah. we'd have a vote say so, like these people are offering us this money now they are owned by Disney so and Disney I don't know if you know this but they support the Nazis so <laughs> <laughs> anyway then there are no Nazis now as far as we know so that's that's moot but like uh, so uh, do you want us to it means that we have more money we, they, he's, this is what they've assured us they've assured us that we can keep our content the same because I mean I don't know with SiriusXM I mean this look at me we're saying what we want like you can come on Sirius and go you should overthrow the government don't participate collectivise get on the streets don't pay your mortgage don't pay your credit credit bar- card bills not on your own you maniac organise a committee in a group <laughs> and do it then and say we the people of this town of this district aren't paying our credit card bills until we're fairly represented in government right Like, you know, it's like, and so I can say that on Sirius but I bet that Sirius is owned by someone right surely that's, I mean if you go back far enough like isn't Comcast about to buy a Time Warner uh, they'll, have, they'll have more power than the Soviet Union ever did like there's be a board of people that are just deciding this is the information you're having this is the information you're having this is the information already 93% of American media is owned by like I don't know six organisations it's the same in my country our country no better you know so like uh we're already living under that kind of tyranny, so I guess like if we did get that offer, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Probably it's best not to. Well, best you know, the to. thing
1: is, you can say whatever you want as long as they can make money off
0: of it. That's the important thing, you know. At the end of the day, it doesn't make a profit. I see, you know? I see. Well, we'll have to find a way. I mean, in the end, it will have to be disrupted, like a, sort of like a, like with Exxon, they made that forty-five billion dollars, the biggest profit any corporation's ever made, and they make that from like you know now they want to go into more complicated areas to get resources and fuels, right? So... But you know, like, that it's actually, it would only take 15 years to transfer to completely renewable energy. That's like a true thing. It's like a true thing. And we just don't ever have that information in our minds because Exxon can't make the obscene amount of money that they require to be Exxon. That's why I think revoke some corporate charters, break down Exxon, shut them down, shut down Monsanto. It can be done, you know, it's sort of exciting to think about it. If we just go, we don't want Monsanto no more. We don't want a massive conglomerate going around the world, copywriting seeds, messing up local farms. Messing with our ecology. We don't want it. We don't, we, we, we're the people. Hello. We don't want it. Like, how, uh, where did their corporate rights become more important than our individual rights? Corporate was meant to be a temporary organization that had a particular function and then was disbanded. They should go back to that idea. You can build this bridge, then fuck off. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be like, now we live forever like gods, tyrannizing people, stomping over people. You know, the UN have revealed that all organic, localized agriculture can feed the world. It's an illusion that, 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 that you need these industries. They're telling us they need, that, that, that we need them. They need us. They need us. The minute we stop cooperating, the minute we disobey, it's over. On every single thing. Think of a massive, insurmountable idea like, a, you know, McDonald's, massive, couple, all those restaurants. If every, if we just go, I'm not going to eat McDonald's no more. That's it. I've already made that decision. God, I miss those milkshakes. But I've already made that decision. <laughs> Fuck those hot apple things. Up. But, like, you know, I've already made that de- <laughs> But, like... Like, all it takes is for us to just go, oh, yeah, rationally, let's just not do that now. And th- then it all begins to
1: change. Then it changes. Yeah. You know, this is the first time I've ever done this show where I really wished I could have watched the people listening to see who was screaming yes and who was punching the radio. <laughs> 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 it would have been amazing. Revolution is the book. Russell Brand, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you so Thank much. You. Huh? Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Thank you.
2: You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on SiriusXM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.